And good morning. It is a Thursday edition of GCR. NFL season kickoff edition is tonight. Season gets underway. We'll, of course, be at Sports and Social at Live Casino and Hotel. Hanging out. Joe Serpico will be helping you with personalized fantasy football consultation. We have some great prizes to give away and try to help you win some money as we hang out tonight. We got a lot to do today. Mike Bordick's going to join us. We're going to preview the Texans with Andy Kalou. We'll also uh, make some picks for this week. But before any of that, you know, this week we've been making some programming announcements for the fall. We announced the return of the Tyus Bowser Show starting next Tuesday out at the Hamilton Sports Bar and Grill. And now we need to make another programming announcement. And who better to do that with than my friend. You, of course, hear us uh, together over on 105.7 The Fans. She'll be a part of the Tyus Bowser Show. And something else we'll be doing this season. She is our pal, the NFL chick, Rita Hubbard. And she is back with us now here on GCR. Rita, good morning, friend. How are you? Good morning. Uh, we got to get rid of that music, Griffin. Let's go ahead and do that. Well, not you normally fade the music out. <laughs> We're gonna work. We're gonna work. Man, man, we are gonna work on that. We're gonna make sure there was a loop going on there. I I understand, but that's why you fade the music out first before you pull up the other thing. So the thing, that's something we have to look into later. We'll save it for another day. For another day, my friend. We'll save it for another day. Hi, friend. How are you? I am great. How about you? I'm all right. I am all right. So uh, a lot of people been asking. Uh, you guys gonna announce that you're doing post game again this year? And I um, said, hmm, I don't know, maybe. You want to start, or you want me to start here? Uh, you start. I'll start. I'll let you do it. So here's the. Uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you the part that matters first. Then I'm gonna tell you the other part. The part that matters is that Rita and I will be together. For post game this year, we will yeah, be correct. doing post game and the return of Project Game Day this season. And I don't even remember how many years we did this show, Rita. I got to be honest with you; they all kind of ran together at some point. And then there was a pandemic in there. Have we did we do this show for five years, something like that? How long did we do Project Game Day? Oh, a couple years. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess what twenty eighteen. Somewhere around there. Somewhere around something there. Like that. Through 2021, Rita and I were part of Project Game Day here with PressBox. And um, it's back. Project Game Day returns. And I'm going to give you a little bit more of the details about that in a moment because we're really excited about that. Now, you're gonna. there's an obvious question that will be followed up. Huh. Well, didn't you guys stop doing Project Game Day and do something else? You're right. We did. That did happen last season and the long and the short of it is we weren't invited back yeah i mean that's I, there's nothing i can say other than that we were not invited <laughs> we were not invited back um yeah you, I, I thought we did pretty good man i, I thought we were i mean not hilarious i thought we were great you know but apparently uh the powers that be you know wanted to shake things up and that's okay you know i'm not everybody's cup of tea glenn and that's completely okay with me I, um but you know I, I i like to go and i like to be at places that you know uh wanna, appreciate yeah, what you and i bring to the table <laughs> right 
Um, look, uh, Reed and I will still be involved at 105.7 The Fan. Obviously, yes, we'll continue we to are. do Wednesday nights. You'll be hearing the Tyus Bowser show on 105.7 The Fan this fall. But we will not be involved um, as the reality is. We were not invited back to do their postgame show. And again, uh, that's, that's what it is. And if you've got other questions, feel free. Ask away. I, I think you're asking the wrong people, though. It's unfortunately the reality <laughs> of it. Um, but the cool part about it was, how do I say this the right way? It's not like it was ever, we never sought out going somewhere else. Right. We correct. were, we were asked and that was cool. And we did it. And, um, you know, they, 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 they didn't fully want, it's a really weird bit. We had been doing a post game show for years and then we were asked yeah. to do it somewhere else. And I thought, that's because they wanted our post-game show. <laughs> silly of us. Huh? Right? Very silly of us. I thought that's because they wanted our post-game show. And so we did our post-game show over there. And that was I, – I enjoyed it. I, I thought, every, you know, it was, it was apparently doing quite well ratings-wise. We kept being told how, how well it was doing ratings-wise. But yeah. um, yet here we are. And so the good yeah. news is – we don't, have change. Debt, baby. <laughs> we don't have to change anything. <laughs> we can keep doing our post-game show. We don't yes. have to. And I, I'm trying to say this without it coming off mean. All of the dumb things that people do on post-game shows that no one actually likes, and it's just because it's what we've known for years, right. we don't have to do that stuff. Uh-huh. We don't. And And... As I know from talking know. to you guys, none of you listen for that. That's not what any right. of you want. Right. So this is the good news is you'll get Rita and I truly uncensored. As you'll remember, Rita would dare me to, to, to cuss on the, the old show sometimes. I get very mm-hmm. frustrated about something. She would be like, just say it. Just scream it. Scream it out. Scream it out. And she would get it out of me sometimes. Um, we will be truly uncensored and we'll be doing the stuff that you want from us. And Rita, uh, I've been testing it this week. I believe that we will be, cause the one thing that, that we enjoyed, it's really weird how this works. We enjoyed the fact that people like calling in after a game. And I understand that, right? right. Like it's, it's the, the, mo- it's the single moment of the most immediate, reaction the most emotion that we have all throughout the course of a week and Mm -hmm. we are going to tinker with how we do the show and rita and i are going to originate this the show via zoom so that we can allow you guys to jump in the room with us and we will be able to welcome you into the room and then pull you up to hop on the show with us this season Mm mm-hmm so it's going to be, you know, this is, we're, we're doing something a little bit different and bear with us as we start things off, but we are going to pro- provide you all the opportunity to immediately get to that emotional gut reaction, which correct me if I'm wrong, Rita, I believe is the thing that people most want in a post game show. Yep. Well, <laughs> well, um, do you have anything that you want to say about any of this? Or? I mean, listen, 
I, I love the way that you have uh, nicely put this out on display. Um, I really have not too much to add to this. I mean, my, my thing is this, Glenn. Um, I really enjoy, you know, what we, what you and I have, the rapport that you and I have come up with with post game, and um, I believe that other people do too, yep. right? I'm trying to be as diplomatic here as possible. I really am. Um, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm on I, my best behavior right, right now. And I'm, we, I'm, and, and we got to be clear. That, clearly, we are still part of the the crew at 105.7 The Fan. Correct. Right. right. So, 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 so you can't. Go, so you, you, you gotta, you gotta be careful about yeah. how you speak about things. So for me, um, I was disappointed in the fact that you know we were told that we won't be do, won't be doing post game. But the one thing that I think that is great about this. And I tweeted this yesterday. I'm, I'm, I'm not really a, a religious person, but I am a very spiritual person. And I said, you know, God doesn't play about me, and I'm always going to be good. And I meant that because at the end of the day, when one door closes, another door opens. And in my opinion, what it is that we're trying to do um, this post game to me is I think it's phenomenal. And I'm excited about it. Um, I can't wait to do it. I can't, you know, we've it allows us to do something different because usually in the past, you know, we've been in the studio or if I'm not there, mm-hmm. I, I'm not, I'm, I, you know, I call in, I was calling in last year, but I wasn't, you know, visible, but this time it allows me to, you know, if I'm at the game, Hey, I could be, I'm at the game. I'm live reporting. I'm telling you what's going on, you know, or um, we'll be having, you know, people join us. So I'm excited about, the trajectory of what we expect our post game to look like this year, because it's going to be fun. And so that's the part. And I get the curse again. I right, ain't going to do a whole lot right, of curse words. Right, yes. We I will, won't go too far. We will try. But, the, you know, sometimes the Ravens will make you do that. They will so, do that. So, I mean, as I, I get to let the chopper fly a little bit. So I'm, I miss those types of things, but I'm excited. Truly uncensored. Uh, Project Game Day post game. We are looking forward to bringing it back. Let's get to the details. The show will stream live at facebook.com slash pressboxsports. It will also be available uh, later for those of you that don't get to listen to it. We will do a, a podcast version, and we will do a version on YouTube as well. So there will be it will be live on Pressbox's Facebook page, and then it will be available in those other ways. We need to thank uh, helpmygamblingproblem.org as well as Superbook Sports for making the show possible. And Rita just said something, too. It's not just that we'll be able to involve you guys, but um, – we're also maybe going to add some third hosts during the course of the season. No, Griffin, yep. I'm sorry no. you didn't quite rise to the occasion. What? Like, maybe, for example, I don't know, perhaps a Super Bowl champion might uh, end up uh, joining yeah. us as a third host during the season. I guess that's better than me. Yeah, slightly. Just slightly better. Um, we are working on some of those details still uh, in the, uh, the the final hours before we get ready for the first one on Sunday. But – yeah. Th- this is us. This is our show. We're cutting out the the filler. We're cutting out the uh, the, the crap that you guys don't need. Um, look, man, <laughs> I, and and I say this all do. If something important is said after the game, we'll make sure you know about it. <laughs> like we're we're still gonna be monitoring. If there's important information about like somebody tearing their ACL, we're gonna get that information and we're gonna talk about it on the project game day post game show like we're gonna do that sort of stuff but like the part where you know somebody goes to the monitor goes to a podium afterwards and says you know we're gonna go back and look at the tape yeah we're not we're gonna waste your time with that we we 
Right. Nobody is looking for that. Nobody needs to right. hear someone say, we're going to go back and look at the tape or whatever nonsense. We're just not going to do that. We're going to cut that part of the show out. And, um, you know, that's for somewhere else. And that got, God bless that whatever anybody's looking for. If that's what you want, you're going to be plenty of places. There couldn't be more places for you to find that. So yep. you can go do that there. But we're going to do analysis and we're going to do emotion and we're going to be as real as we possibly can be because I'm pretty sure that's the thing that people like about us, Rita, is that we're, we're not BSing. This is just genuinely us, two, two young people that grew up in Baltimore and still find love for the teams that we rooted for as kids. Yes, absolutely. And, and that's the part, right? I love just being able to – it's going to be um, like the conversations that you guys have about, about – the game but we'll be a little bit more polished right you know um glenn and i don't really get too emotional about the game so we'll still have perspective i mean we do don't get me wrong because if you've been with us you know like glenn has cried he cried when justin tucker hit that field goal I, in detroit i don't i feel like you didn't need he to cried. remind everybody about that I, it was a i definitely like, did it was a I had tier, to remind everybody Rita. it was a tear i thought it was beautiful no. Okay, he had a, he shed a tear, whatever, y'all, when Justin Tucker hit that field goal. So we've had moments. Don't get me wrong. We're definitely – we're not robots. We're definitely emotional in the game. But we know how to turn it off and be logical and, and break down the things that we saw, the things, we you know, that should have happened, this, that, and the third. So it'll be very similar to how the conversations that you have with your friends via postgame in terms of the conversation style – but we're, we'll, we'll come with all the factual information, and we'll have some fun with it. So that's the part that I'm excited about. Like, we get to be ourselves and talking about, you know, football. And, and, and that's, the, that's the fun part. And like I said, you know, if, if the Ravens do something to upset me real bad, I get to use some F-bombs a couple times. Yep. Because sometimes that's needed. That's... Sometimes you gotta you got to let the choppers go. And so if they do something I do like, maybe I might use the F-word. But if they do something I I don't like, I might have to use a different alphabet. (laughs) And that's the way that it works. And, again, we will be truly uncensored, and so no issues there. It all starts this Sunday. You'll be able to join us at Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports immediately after or whenever we decide that it's time. Because that is the other thing that we like to do is if the Ravens are up by 30 points in the fourth quarter, we'll just go ahead and start at that point. And, Absolutely. Uh, and Y'all don't have to work. wait. Correct. You don't have to wait. We'll be on immediately because we don't have to worry about any of that. Y'all know y'all just, at that point, y'all just drinking and talking and having fun anyway. Yep. So let's get this post game started, no okay? Doubt. And hopefully Sunday's game against the Texans is the first of many times that Glenn and I could be like, this game is over. It, it's given us 2019 vibes because remember, Glenn. I feel like we started post game early it quite was a few great. times. Oh, what a great season that, that was! Season. Yes, <laughs> let's make that happen. We back again. on that. All right, we uh, back on that. Rita, I love you. I'm excited to be doing it again, and yeah. that's that's the answer. When 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 one door closes, as Rita said, the the truth is we always knew what we were going to be doing. Like we weren't. Yep. There was no like eh, we knew exactly what we were going to be doing, and um, yep. happy to be doing it again here at Press Box. We're gonna have a lot of fun. The Project Game Day post game show. We'll see you guys on Sunday. Rita, love you. Talk to you then. Yes. Talk to you Sunday. That's my friend, um, Rita, and yeah. Project Game Day returns this Sunday. Can't wait.
can't wait. And uh, we are. We're working out the kinks, but you're going to be able to hop on with us. I'm going to be able I'll be sending out an invite on Twitter at the end of each game or when we're ready to start with a link that will allow you to jump in to our hey, Zoom room. Uh, and once you're in our Zoom room, we'll just see that you're there, pull you up, and you can come hop on with us and join us on the show. The same way that we would take calls uh, the, uh, somewhere else. So we're excited about that. I, I am looking forward to announcing that we're going to have special guests join us this season. That's going to be cool, too. And we're going to have a lot of fun doing Project Game Day this year. Really looking forward to it. All right. Uh, joining us now, of course, Orioles Hall of Famer and analyst for Baltimore Baseball tonight on 105.7 The Fan. He is our buddy, Mr. Mike Bordick, and he's back with us now here on GCR. Mike, good morning, sir. How are you? I'm awesome. How you doing today? I'm good, pal. I couldn't believe this. We were in studio last night. Rita had kindly brought me a cake, and I was like, Don't, you better keep that away from Mike because, as we know, <laughs> all Mike eats is, like, bone marrow and, and livers and hearts and, I think, uh, bull, bull testicles, <laughs> things like that. Like, that's the only things that Mike eats. And he's like, oh, no, I eat cake, too. I'm like, what? 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 How is that? How? Make sense of your diet, my friend. <laughs> On occasion, I'll eat cake. Uh, Listen, I'm not, I'm not uh, super strict. That's so funny. I, w- I, I could have swore you said uh, bone marrow last night, and I didn't really respond to it. And uh, yeah, and you just uh, reinforced it. Yeah, you did say bone marrow. I mean, that's... and I do enjoy, I, I enjoy bone marrow more than a piece of cake. I'll tell you that. I believe that to be true, one hundred percent. I was good. To, it was good to see you, buddy. Um, obviously, good the yeah, way the Orioles too. have been playing of late. I, I, you know, I'm in this weird place, Mike, where I'm enjoying it, I'm appreciating it, and I, I can't get the part out of the back of my head that says, "But I just don't know that the pitching can hold up for a deep postseason run." Where are yeah, no. you? Where are you with the? It's incredible what they're doing. It's amazing. It's joyful to watch. But do they have the ability to pitch their way deep into the postseason? Yeah. Uh, well, I think we all have the same anxiety. And I think the best team has kind of anxiety. And I know the Orioles are among the best teams right now. But, you know, some of the proven winners always question if they have enough and how they're going to be able to uh, work it. And are there going to be guys that are going to step up here in the next couple of weeks to help uh, be able to sustain uh, more pitching throughout the postseason. So, yeah, the Orioles and the Oriole fans are no different than any other team um, because we we just want the most. So we're going to play that little doubt kind of card um, just to kind of back <laughs> ourselves. That, yeah, 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 I told you, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I, I think we'll be all in when they get there and see the energy. And, the, and listen, they prove it every series, don't they, that they, that they can handle um, the best lineups, that they can handle – some of the best teams they've risen to every challenge and then some this season and I, I think they've proven to all of us that they can handle whatever's thrown at them so I don't know why they would not be other than the fact that they don't have anybody that's had postseason experience except maybe Gibson and his was a couple innings in the postseason last year but uh you know lack of experience might be something that you could play uh, against them but their youth has provided uh, just so much energy and I think just a different outlook on the game that that youth with the blinders on and not getting caught up in all the hoopla and 
you know, whatever. They're just playing to win. They're playing to make plays. They're playing like hungry young players that want to do the best they can for themselves, for their teammates, for their city. I mean, it's unbelievable. There's like, I don't know, you just expect a let up, and they haven't let us down once this year. That's true. Not once. We've had, we've had question marks about the, you know, the uh, bullpen. But other than that, every pitcher, as soon as we started questioning what they had, they've all stepped up. In my opinion, Gibson was done. He was so much on the hot seat and being pushed aside uh, to make room for the postseason that this was just wasted time. And he steps up, and now you're thinking, geez, you know, if he can get six innings in a postseason game, are you kidding me? So, you know, and I think he's earned an opportunity anyway. It's inter- maybe not in the rotation in the postseason. Yeah, but it's interesting you bring that up, Mike, because I feel like that's sort of the subplot at the moment is that if they stay healthy and their their arms don't fall off because of innings, we're assuming that obviously Bradish, yeah. Kramer, Grayson Rodriguez are your top three pitchers for the postseason. But then who a fourth starter would be in a playoff series, you bring up that I don't know where we are with Kyle Gibson. I sure as hell don't know where we are with Jack Flaherty. And then there's this John Means thing that's looming because they're letting him go five innings right now at Norfolk. Like, we can keep talking about him being used in the bullpen, but they're not they're not ramping him up to have a bullpen role. They're ramping him up yeah. to pitch innings. And he's gone now and back-to-back starts five innings. He's expected to be at the, the big league level again soon. What would you need to see from John Means in the course of the next couple of weeks to be comfortable with the idea that he could be starting in the playoffs? Well, I, first and foremost, I think it's incredible that he's throwing, you know, five innings right now and has built up enough endurance that, yeah, he could probably pitch in the big leagues. Um, I, I, you just have to look at the effectiveness. Does his changeup have good depth? Does his fastball have enough life through the zone? Because the last thing you want to do is put means in a situation where you know all he wants to do is help his team. He wants to be a little bit of a part of, what's going on. I mean, he is with his leadership in the dugout and things like that, but he'd love to uh, contribute on the field. So he's going to try to do everything he can to be out there, but uh, the decision makers have to see how the ball's coming out of his hand. Um, Is he going to be able to get out? Uh, Maybe some weak contact and some swing throughs um, with his pitches. They have that quality major league stuff. I am, I can't help but admit that I'm intrigued, Mike. Like, I can't, this is John Means that we're talking about, right? Like, if if he can do it, I don't know. I'm going to feel more comfortable than some of the names that we were just talking about. I, I And I know that we're talking about some veterans and Gibson Flaherty, and you're right, Gibson was better last night. But, God, I, it's going to be really hard. Is, is there any value to saying maybe or there is there more value perhaps you say right maybe means could do it but perhaps you need that guy coming out of the bullpen in the playoffs you know playoff baseball mike you are way more inclined to pull a starter in the third or the fourth inning if they're in trouble and the game feels like it's at stake do you think there perhaps could be more value for him to be able to come in and give you three innings out of the bullpen if you can start a clean inning absolutely i think that well john means Tyler Wells, Gibson, all of those guys could fill that type of role. And it might not even be out of the question that all three of those guys are actually in that role because you said it. In the the postseason, the leash is incredibly short. 
there is not going to be any questioning in the third inning if there are two runners on whether or not you're going to pull the starter and let him work through a trouble spot. No, there's going to be moves made right out of the gate. So Brandon Hyde's got to be uh, understand that, and I know he will, and he's got to be prepared for those type of situations for guys to eat up multiple innings is it possible mike that they end up almost going rotation by committee like hey before we'll, we'll set out we'll tell you who's starting games one and two but games three and four might be determined by who we need to pitch in games one and two and then who's available at that point i know it's a, a kind of a backwards way of thinking or i don't know a newfangled way of thinking but do you think it's possible that given the uniqueness of their circumstance they lay it out that way i i think if they don't win the division yeah Okay. But I think if they win the, the division, they will have a master plan. Okay. They will have everything in place. They will absolutely understand that if Bradish takes the mound as the number one pitcher in the postseason and he gets rocked in the first season or first inning, he might not be coming out. He might not make it out of the first inning. Okay? Save him. He, he might be able to come back in a couple days and pitch. But I, that's how it's going to be. I, I just don't think they're going to – you know, let guys bite the bullet and absorb, you know, five runs early in a ball game in the right. postseason game. Yeah, Wins are just so valuable. you got to pull out all stops. Yeah, eating innings does not nearly have the same value in the playoffs that it does in the regular season. Um, what have you made of how, no, they've, no. how they've handled post-Felix Batista life, Mike? What have you made of, you know, Cano kind of being the guy – and then all of the, like, I, I, again, I'm still sort of worried about it. Like, we see in moments, Fujinami the last couple nights has looked great, right? And you're like, that's that's the guy. Yeah. Um, D.L. Hall yeah. had some of his moments. I know he was a little shaky the other night. But what have you made of how the bullpen has stepped up in the absence of Felix Batista? You know what? I think they've done a really good job. And, and I think uh, that's just a mark of this team in, in really every aspect because, all season long, when Cedric Mullins went down, it's like, oh, my gosh, there you go. There's a, a weak link. I mean, how are they going to overcome this uh, MVP-type player? And they did. Uh, everybody has stepped up when players have gone down. Uh, it, it's really unbelievable how this team, really the organization, the depth of the organization, um, has worked this year. And for the most part, you know, it's been a couple weeks now with the best closer in baseball, um, arguably uh, MVP in all of baseball because of how historic the numbers uh, were for him. Um, I think the Orioles bullpen's done a, an incredible job. Now, Brandon Hine hasn't stepped up and given anybody the job, but I think that's the way it's going to be. It's going to be by committee. It's going to be by the matchup. It's going to be by, you know, let's cross our fingers and hope Fujinami throws strikes tonight. Let's cross our fingers and hope. Cano doesn't give up a couple runs tonight. I, I just think that's how it's going to be, and that's how it's been really all season long. So why not? I mean, it's the cardiac kids, but they've uh, they make us feel good at the end. I mean, if you can get the Fujinami that we've seen this week, it's 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 such a infuriating yeah. thing, right? Because you're just like, God, we know what this guy is capable of. He can do this. Yeah. Um, and you just like yeah, to see he, it absolutely. He could he could be the next Batista. Right. Because they were able to harness Batista. And he became the best closer in baseball. Fujinami's got that same kind of skill set where he could be the best closer in baseball. And who knows? Orioles might be, uh, you know, on to something here. And, and he could be highlighted in the postseason and be the next best closer in baseball. What a world. <laughs> what a world. Mike, Mike Bordick, uh, tell me what we're plugging yeah. for you this time, my friend. 
Well, you know what? I'm on my way to uh, the Mount Washington Pediatric Hospital. Um, we got a meeting with Frank Kalerick, the president of the League of Dreams, and Mount Washington. We're having an event this weekend. So certainly always uh, love to plug the League of Dreams and the Mount Washington Pediatric Hospital. And uh, so I'll be there in a couple minutes. And, of course, uh, the baseball warehouse, great place to get lessons. Uh, fall baseball is upon us now. So keep getting your work in, working hard, enjoying the game. Um, and that's about it right now. I mean, uh, exciting time of year. I love fall. I love uh, the fact that the Orioles are winning. And, of course, uh, football season upon us as well. Leagueofdreams.org is where you find out more. And did I see, like, a former teammate of yours is coming to do a, a clinic with the, the baseball warehouse? Well, let's see. Maybe you one know, that maybe one that you so played with in going on. Uh, maybe the one that you played with in Oakland, perhaps. Jose, yeah, Jose Canseco, baby, yeah, right? Yes, right. Uh, yeah, boy, that's going to be a trip seeing him. Yes. I mean, shoot, we could have a whole radio show talking about Dude, Jose. Right? I can only imagine the stories that you have, my friend. We will save that for another time. <laughs> that's awesome. At M Bordic on Twitter. Mike, always appreciate you, brother. Thanks for hopping on with us this morning. All right. Thank you so much. Mike, Bord Mike Bordick with us here on GCR. Can you imagine? Can you imagine tales? Mike, Mike at some point could write a book just about, like, McGuire and Conseco, right? Like, he could just write a book about those experiences from his time out there. Uh, again, if you missed it this morning, Project Game Day returns this Sunday. This Sunday, we will be with you. Post game. Facebook.com slash Pressbox Sports. Rita and I will be with you live post game. During the season, we're going to have some special guests joining us as third hosts during the course of the year, as we'll be with you for every game all season long. Even if Rita's out at the game, even if she's on the road somewhere, she's going to, I think on Christmas, she's going to be out in San Francisco. She's going to hop on with us afterwards. We're going to be doing. Project Game Day, you're going to have the ability to join us. Very similar to like taking calls, we're going to be doing it. It will emanate through Zoom, and you will have a link where you can just jump in and join our Zoom room, and then we'll start pulling you in and letting you say hello. It's all brought to you by Superbook Sports, where, of course, you can use the code GlennClark23 when you sign up and make a same-day bet up to $250, and have it matched with free bets, win or lose. Again, the code, GlennClark23 at Superbook.com, where you download the Superbook app, and your first bet on that same day, up to $250, will be matched, win or lose, with free bets. They're making Project Game Day possible. Also, HelpMyGamblingProblem.org is making Project Game Day possible. We are going to have fun. It's going to be the show that you knew. It's going to be none of the bluster, just the show. None of the the bells and whistles, none of that. Just show. That's what we're doing. We look forward to it. We love doing it. We're excited to be back. It's going to be a little bit different this time around. There's a lot of things that we are, again, have come together in the last couple of weeks that we're excited about. I, I think we might be doing it on location a few times this season, which I'm excited about as well. We've had people reach out like, hey, could you come do post game at this event or this place? And we were always like, uh, 
not really, but we're doing it a little bit differently this time around, and we think that allows and provides us the opportunity in order to be able to do it live on location a few times as well. So going to have a lot of fun with uh, Project Game Day this season. So glad to be bringing it back. Was very glad the Orioles won last night as well. Didn't really get an opportunity to talk about it at the top of the show because we were busy making announcements. But yes, the Orioles did get the finish off the sweep. As the bats came to play last night, Austin Hayes in particular, they win 10-3 over the Angels. Kyle Gibson was better. There's no question about that. Let's not oversell that. He was better in part because the bar is low. I think he lowered his ERA by .03. So that's... Uh, that happens when your ERA is kind of out of control. He's able to bring it back down to a 5.12. I got to be honest with you. I, I, I love my guys on the, the morning show over at 105.7. You know guys know those are my friends. But I heard Rob this morning like talking about how Kyle Gibson has a better track record with the Orioles than Jack Flaherty. I'm like, I, does he? Well, yes. He has. Does Tell me how. I mean, Flaherty's been... I mean, what's Flaherty's? I'll look yeah, go Flaherty's ahead. Look ERA. up Flaherty's ERA. Go ahead. <laughs> go right for it. Tell me about how Kyle Gibson's track record with the Orioles is better. I am I hope that that was turning a corner. But in six innings, he gave up six hits, two walks, and Ooh. only had three strikeouts. I. There were some more hard-hit balls mixed in there as well. Again, he was better... <clears throat> he was better because the bar is very low. He wasn't better because he was particularly good. He was better because he was serviceable. Because we can call it a quality start. I don't think, and again, I'm not trying to call out Bordick because I get what he's saying. If he can get six innings in the playoffs, 100%. But I don't think Kyle Gibson would have been allowed to pitch six innings in a playoff game pitching the way that he was last night. Unless the Orioles, you know, had a has a sizable yeah. lead. If the Orioles jump out to a 5 nothing lead, yeah. then maybe he does. But that's part of the story of why he was able to go five innings last night. Or, sorry, six innings last night. Is because the Orioles jumped out to a 5 nothing lead and then later a 7-2 advantage. <coughs> and so the spots where Kyle Gibson was in trouble, they were more willing to say, let's let him work out of it because we have a little bit of a buffer to play with. Of course, the last time he had a bit of a buffer, he gave it away in one inning. I'm not over. By the way, did tell me about Jack Flaherty's numbers. Oh, uh, it's a six 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 ERA. So yeah, it's, it's with the Orioles. It, and it's, it's better, I guess. Kyle Gibson's. I mean, yeah. I mean, on the season long, in the same time period, Gibson has a seven three ERA since uh, so since August first. Those are the since st- Jack Flaherty arrived. Yeah, since as Jack Flaherty arrived. So Flaherty's been better technically. In that time period. Yeah, I mean, but Gibson's gone. If you want to say Gibson's numbers for this, what's I mean, Flaherty's combined? What's Flaherty's combined ERA between the Orioles and the Cardinals this season? Uh, so hard. these are God. These are also depressing numbers. Like this is what we're talking about here. Uh, his ERA on the season is four four three, which is lower than yeah. Now again, some of that but, was in the National League and and circum- whatever. But Gibson's gone thirty five in two thirds innings, and Flaherty's only gone twenty four in. In the time frame. Yeah, in the time frame. Well, that's in part because Gibson's made an extra start, and yeah. it's because... It's and... The eight innings. It's because of the eight-inning performance. Look, man, I'm not telling you that I think Flaherty's a good option. I'm just saying that I don't think you can separate the two. I I think both of them are largely bad options. 
right now, in order, that fourth playoff spot, my number one candidate is John Means. Now, I understand the argument. We were talking about it yesterday on the show. The argument about his value as a guy that can be available out of the bullpen, I hear you. That you're kind of trying to make him into a bit of a Swiss Army knife. But what if you don't need that guy for the first three games? Can you then turn around and say, hey, we haven't used you, but we need you to ramp up now to be a starter? I don't know. I would almost say you almost have to put John Means, if he's going to start... In like two or three, yeah. In, earlier in the rotation to try to figure out how you adjust from there. I, uh... Yeah, you wouldn't have him one because then he'd be the guy to turn around and pitch game five. Yeah. And you, that's... that's and again, unless there's some miracle with John Means, I don't think you can do that. But I'm all for <laughs> miracles. My God, if John Means I mean, is back in Baltimore next week and he throws like and is making five, six, seven, you know, like six inning starts the rest of the season, okay. I think I was the dope that when we did our second half predictions suggested that John Means be the game one starter for the playoffs. I'm all for it still. He's John Means, baby. I mean, Kyle Bradish obviously is going to be the number one starter for a playoff series if you're able to set your rotation. Yeah, uh, um, yeah. You said Means. Stan said Kyle Gibson. Eesh. I said Eesh. Dean Kramer. So, I, and we will all be wrong. I think how are we all. How are we all so badly <laughs> wrong? How is how is that possible? That I don't know. I mean, be, Dean. I guess still maybe you know. If they if can't they... set their rotation, then Dean Kramer still has a shot. Yeah. Unlike the other two, <laughs> who have no shot. But rea- realistically, Kyle Bradish is, if you can set your rotation, mm-hmm. Kyle Bradish, provided he's healthy. So I guess that. Or they swing in, I guess, go Grayson. I don't I mean. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, no, because you, you would want to be comfortable him turn. Who who could you turn around and start in a game right, five yeah, as well? Yeah. And I, you wouldn't want to start Grayson again so quickly. So um, it's, it's, it's Bradish. I mean, it's Bradish again, unless they don't win the division. They're not able to set the rotation. Or something were to happen to him between now and then, as I knock on every piece of wood that I can find. Um, I, I just I, we got to be careful on how we talk about. It. Again, glad that Kyle Gibson was a little bit better last night, but nothing about that last night said to me, "Here's how I can have confidence." If he continues to give you quality starts, if they're not all circumstantial, if they're not all games that the Orioles have, if he's got to bear down and buck up and be competitive if he does those things over the course. I keep saying it's a competition right now. Three rotation spots are claimed. And Brandon Hyde can't talk about these things. He can't come out today and say, these guys are competing to be part of the playoff rotation. Because he needs them to go out and pitch. There's a common goal. That's the team goal. He can't have any conversation about trying to put together a playoff roster. The Orioles can't talk about it. Understandably so. This isn't even a criticism. This isn't me saying, oh, this is one of those dumb things the team can't talk. Of course the team can't talk about it. You could never say, well, one of these guys is going to be on the outside looking in. You can't say that. It would be insane to say that about guys that are on your team. Now, maybe quietly someone within the, the organization can say, you know, I mean, like, not all six of you are going to be in the road. I don't know. Maybe they can quietly say that. And, but he can't come out and say that. That'd be nuts. But to me, there's a competition right now. And essentially, it's if it's not going to be John Means, 
And maybe even if you want to throw John Means in the conversation, because he's got to pitch well. He pitched five innings last night, but they weren't, like, spectacular. It wasn't like his previous start. Pull up John Means' line from last night, Griffin. I think he went three, or he I know allowed he, three I, runs. I, it was yeah. definitely three runs, but I don't remember all the numbers. Pull up all the numbers from last night. John Means made what we believe to be his final rehab start at Norfolk and was, again, went five, I think 67 pitches was the number two. Um, so, again, he's still not fully ramped up for, like, delivering serious innings at the big league level, but they're they're trying to pitch him, and this is the ramp-up process. If he's throwing 67 now, that smells like they're trying to get him towards 80. Six hits in three, or two walks. Six, six hits. hits. So eight base runners over five innings. You can do that. Yeah, I don't even need to have gone to, to see Mr. Radcliffe at Perry Hall High School to know that that's a 1.6 whip. Whoa, that was fast. Well, I mean, come on, man. This is pretty. When it's five innings, it's really easy math to do. Like we can all figure it out when the number is five. That's a one point six whip. That's not, and that's a triple A. So we can't pretend like John Means had a great start. He didn't. But you know he's ramping up and coming back, and so you're hoping that that's just the next step for John Means. To me, John Means is the leader in the clubhouse, which is insane because he hasn't made a major league start. But I'm that's how bad the other options are, or how uncomfortable I am with the other options. That if you're at zero, I feel like you're higher than the other options that are negatives. But all these guys are competing to find their way into and if one of them is a hot hand, if Gibson or Flaherty makes four really good starts between now and the playoffs, the hot hand would be enough for me to say, okay, you're in. There's not, the options aren't so good that you say, yeah, but you got to give it to this guy. No. If you're pitching well in September, that is enough for me at this point for you to have a shot at the fourth spot. And again, this is provided that the other three guys that we're putting at the top of the playoff rotation can continue to stay healthy and perform not have their arms fall off. We're, th- those things matter. We think there's one rotation spot to be had. The unfortunate part, again, knock on wood, is that maybe there's going to be more than one. But we're hoping that there's going to be one rotation spot to be had for the postseason and let these guys compete. Don't say it out loud, but Glenn can say it. Griffin can say it. They're competing. Yes, they're competing to maybe, be the maybe, fourth. Maybe Cole Irvin. And and Cole Irvin, throw Cole Irvin. If Cole Irvin suddenly is hot for the next now again, if John Means is coming back into the rotation, I assume that's to replace Cole Irvin. But we don't know one if he's definitely coming back into the rotation. And I guess it's possible that they just get sick of Flaherty and they say, "Sorry, you're out." Yeah. And as I said, I, these guys, if they're not going to be, Bordick brought up that Gibson could be used as a reliever. I think these guys are also competing for playoff roster spots. If they're not in the rotation, I don't know how I feel about Jack Flaherty working out of the bullpen. Right. I do feel better about Gibson. Probably yeah. do. I, I, I probably, but I don't even know why I feel that way. Exactly. But I think I agree with you is the odd part. Just like, I guess just because he's older and since he's yeah, been there. Like, like. I, his mentality seems to be a little bit different. He seems to handle things a little bit mm-hmm. better. So like, like he, I'll do whatever. Sure, I'm just happy to be here. Type of bit. I don't know. Um, I, I, if Flaherty's not in the rotation, I don't know how comfortable I am putting him in a bullpen role. 
Like, I have no idea how he'd perform in that capacity. He might be fighting for a roster spot in general for the postseason. All right. Oh, man. Maybe, I don't know. maybe the next two weeks. You Oh, you try him out of the bullpen? Uh, well, well, uh, I mean. And see? Like, yeah, hey, man, I, I guess. we're running out of. If, if you're going to. There is something to be said for that. Like, if you go to him and say, dude, you're just not pitching well enough for us to have any thought that you're going to be. If he were to have two more rough and starts. Turns it like, like Ubaldo, right? Like. That worked out really well. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that worked out. Really but it, it, worked, it looked well for. It's so funny because there's some trutherism here. Like I wanted Ubaldo to start that game. I remember Casey Stern from TBS and I get into a huge like we had a huge t- and I like Casey. Like I know Casey's been through a lot in his life too. Um, and I love Casey, but Casey and I had this whole thing where we did like 20 minutes on the show, and then he was like tweeting about it and talking about it on his MLB Network radio show. Can you believe Glenn? He's crazy. He wants Ubaldo to start. <laughs> And like as like as as dark as we were feeling after the the home run, of course I heard from Casey. Like of course <laughs> I did. And the the next day on the show, Kyle and I, because Kyle also was on the Obaldo should start train, and I remember us talking about it. Like, look, Casey gets to gloat, he gets to talk his ass, but at the same time, part of the reason why we wanted Obaldo to start this game was because of exactly what happened. We trusted the idea of bringing Chris Tillman out of the bullpen more than we trusted the idea of bringing Ubaldo Jimenez out of the bullpen. Like, it was part of the conversation that we legitimately had about a one-game playoff scenario. Like, we we would have rather had Ubaldo Jimenez get in trouble and go to Chris Tillman than Chris Tillman get in trouble and go to Ubaldo Jimenez. Now, it wasn't Chris Tillman getting in trouble. Of course, it was the ninth inning. Um, what was it? Was it, was it, it ninth was inning or was it extra the innings? Yeah, it was extra innings, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, it's been a while. We tried to block it out of our memory. All right, we got to we got to move on. Today's show, uh, actually, Stan the Fan uh, is bringing you today's show because Stan the Fan's Variety Hour has been back this week. Stan um, not only got together with uh, Ross Grimsley and Luke Jackson, but also he's got Terry Hasseltine joining him tonight to talk about um, the success of the Maryland Cycling Classic and what's more to come here in the state of Maryland. The executive director of Maryland Sports, Terry Hasseltine, joins Stan tonight, 7 o'clock. Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports. If you miss it live, YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline. Can KZ hold through a break? Yes, I think he can. All right. Yeah. We're going to take a break. KZ joins us next. We'll make our picks for the week. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Catch that festival feeling in Charm City. Everywhere you go, you'll find exciting entertainment, delicious eats, and endless summertime fun. Cheer on the O's at Camden Yards, pick crabs by the waterfront, beat the heat inside a world-class museum, and make memories that will last a lifetime. Go to Baltimore.org for more information and to plan your visit. All Electronic Tolling is here to stay in Maryland, and DriveEasyMD.com helps you cruise a little easier. We're Maryland's tolling resource, home to EasyPass, pay-by-plate, and video tolling. It's never been easier to pay your way. DriveEasyMD.com will keep you moving. The Orioles are off and running out to prove that last season wasn't a fluke and they are one of the best teams in baseball. Hi, I'm Paul Valley, host of the Bat Around for Pressbox. Tune in every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon as Zach Goodman and I break down every Adley bomb, every Tony Tater, and every save from the mountain. Like a warm hug from Rutschman, the Bat Around has you covered with all things Orioles as we embark on what's sure to be a magical summer in Birdland. So tune in every Saturday for the best in Orioles coverage right here on the Bat Around. 
Visit Harford County this fall. Celebrate Arts Across Harford September 15th through the 30th with dance, theater, music, and visual arts. September 29th through October 1st is the largest Italian festival in Maryland, featuring entertainment, cooking demonstrations, a bocce tournament, and family fun. If you're headed to the Maryland Five Star, stay and play in Harford County. While you're there, enjoy the scenic views atop the king and queen seats and experience pumpkin patches, corn mazes, and fall brews along their Harford Libation Trail. For more info, head to visit Harford.com. Maryland open. Picking a restaurant to try for the first time? Let's look at the Costas Inn. Here's a few checklist items. Quality of the food. Check. Quality of service. Check. Does restaurant have plenty of free parking? Check. And finally, does restaurant have delicious steamed crabs, crab cakes, crab soup, and specials galore? Check, check, check. Costas Inn, 4100 North Point Boulevard. They check all the boxes. The latest edition of PressBox is available now. On the cover, Bo Smolka dives into what's next for Lamar Jackson after receiving one of the biggest contracts in football history. Is Lamar ready to take the Ravens to the next level, now with a new offensive coordinator and new wide receivers? Also inside, we look at what new football coaches Brian Newberry and Pete Shinnick bring to Navy and Towson, respectively. And we meet players from the college football and soccer programs around the state. PressBox is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores. And you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the O's, Ravens, and Serps at PressBoxOnline.com. Another exciting weekend of affordable family fun at Prince George's Stadium with the Bowie Bay Sox. Last weekend of the regular season kicks off on Friday the 8th with Adley Rutschman Night. Mystery Adley Rutschman giveaway items for the first 750 fans. Fireworks on Saturday with the return of our 1K beer run. See how fast you can complete the race while getting three beers down. And our Birdland celebration on Sunday. Free autograph items for the first 1,000 fans. Get your tickets now by calling 301-805-6000 or anytime online at BaySox.com. The Bowie Bay Sox. Let us be your nine-inning vacation. Six chicken tenders made from fresh, never-frozen Royal Farms world-famous chicken, a family-sized order of Western fries, honey mustard dipping sauce, and a two-liter bottle of Dr. Pepper. It's Royal Farms' new Tucker's Tenders Meal. It's Justin Tucker's favorite, and at only $19.99, it'll be your favorite meal, too. The new Tucker's Tenders Meal, available only at Royal Farms. Now you can kick back, relax, and eat like a champion. Real fresh, real fast, Royal Farms. Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. If you need more of Glenn, you can also hear him every Sunday with Rita on 105.7 The Fan. But also, if you need more of Glenn, um, what's wrong with you? All right, back in here on GCR as we continue along on a Thursday edition of the program. And every Thursday, we like to make picks here on GCR. We bring in our buddy KZ, who was just in studio on Tuesday. He's back with us now here via the glory of Zoom. What's going on, buddy? How are you? What's up? Everything How's good, everything man. going? Everything is all right. I, I am struggling with... Did you ever get things squared away with Andrew Stecka, by the way? No. What, I just assume he's a big baby and he'll no, figure it out. You need to you're the worst commissioner. What is what is your deal for being Mr. Fantasy Football? You can't ask everybody to pay twenty dollars. You won't try to figure out if somebody's actually playing in the league or not. I'll find out at some point. How about before the games start? <laughs> I don't know if you heard they're gonna play a game tonight. Alright. It's a good game too. God, what what is this? 
What is that? Are you okay? Are you commissioner in the leagues that you play in, or do you just play in leagues? I am commissioner in one, two, three, three other leagues. Okay, and do you like? Do you know that the people that are in those? I don't. Leagues... I don't. I don't. I do not. Once the draft is over, I don't chase people down, and I, I you know. All right, I'll Venmo you right now, Ken. What's the? Uh... Thank you. I, I Thank will. You, I will. I will. I will take care of it. Thank as you. As we get closer, because if not, we need to figure out who could run Andrew's team. Like we got to figure that out. <laughs> I play in week one, and so you know what? Let's no, wait. No, let's no, wait. No, let's wait. No, no, no. Very <laughs> important that we figure this out in the next hour. In fact, we got to get to the bottom of that. I hang on. He texted me for my birthday yesterday. Let me pull this up. I got. I got it. Hang on. I got it. Stecka texted me. He said, uh, oh, God, I guess, yeah, God bless you all for reaching out. I said, uh, thanks, brother. Stop trying to quit things. That's what I said. He said, I really only tried to quit one thing. I had no clue about the Fantasy League until I was being told I was just in it, and it was starting in 10 minutes. I haven't really been involved in fantasy for years. Pay zero attention to any of it anymore. It's quite great. I know he listens to this show. We he talk about it. last year. He was, the only reason he was in the league is because he played last year. I don't know how I feel about any of this. I got a lot of questions. I got a lot of questions about it. All right, uh, let's get into picks, however. Picks uh, did not go well for me last week. Didn't go well for much of anybody. It was a rough oh. week. Uh, Griffin had an okay week. He was a game over 500, and magically, so was Andrew Stetka. And because of that, Andrew Stetka, who wants to quit everything in life, is at the top of our table. And I have not said that combination of words, I believe, ever in the history of doing picks. But after two weeks, Andrew Stecka currently sits in first place at 6-4 and four overall. KZ, Griffin, and Paul Valley are all a game back at 5-5. Five and five. Myself, John Proctor, Nick Kelly, Kyle Ottenheimer, all two games back at 4-6. and six. Then John and Little Rock is three games back at 3-7. and seven. And the new Andrew Stecka, Ryan Shell, one and nine. One and nine, which is amazing. I say that, I'm only three games ahead of him. Uh, that's where we are. This, of course, is the first weekend that involves NFL picks. So moving forward, three college games, six NFL games every week. And a reminder that we are taking our odds from our friends at Superbook. And don't forget that you can use the code GlennClark23. Go to Superbook.com, download the Superbook app. When you do, make your deposit and a same-day first bet up to $250, and we will match it with free bets, win or lose. Again, Superbook.com or download the Superbook app. All right, Griffin, where are we starting this week? We are starting right here in college. Well, I guess not right here, but College Park. The Terps host the Charlotte Why did you, 49 First off, you paid me, and you paid me $25. For the picks, right? Oh, you haven't paid your pick. Yeah, this is your pick. pick. Yeah, oh, it's my okay. Did you pay yes. Ken too? Uh, well, Ken, what's your what's your? Uh, all, right, all right, we're fine. We'll figure it. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it, out. <laughs> all right. uh, it is on NBC at seven. I just realized I need to check track down everybody else with their picks yeah. money. Thank you. Uh, thanks for yelling at me about it. Uh, it is on, on NBC <laughs> at 7:30. Uh, Coach Biff Pogey comes uh, comes home comes to College Park. Uh, Maryland's favored by 24 and a half. Um, I know what Ken Zalis is doing with this pick. I'm going the same way. I'm not picking Maryland to cover big numbers um, for a couple of reasons. I, one, I do think that Biff Pogey is going to have a hard-on about this game. Like, I think that this is going to be Super Bowl of Super Bowls. I don't think they're going to win, but how very Maryland-like it would be mm. to lose this particular game. 
it would be just the most Maryland thing ever. That there's a lot of hope, and then there's someone else who just has a hard-on about beating Maryland, <laughs> which the rest of the country doesn't give a rat's ass about. But Biff Pogey certainly, there's no doubt in his mind, Biff Pogey absolutely believes, in, and I'm not, this is not a, a shot at Biff. He's allowed to feel however he wants. There's no doubt in my mind that Biff Pogey believes he's a better football coach than Mike Loxley is. But I think that he feels that way about a lot of people. I think Biff Pogey, in his mind, believes he'd be the better coach at the University of Maryland. That said, I don't think they're going to win, but I think we saw in week one, and I know that a lot of people have brought up that like Mike Loxley cares about Towson and doesn't want to rub it into Towson specifically, but given Maryland's offensive line, I, I, I think if Maryland has a lead of like 17 to 20 points, 21 points in the fourth quarter, I don't think he's going to feel the need to leave, to leave unlike Penn State. I don't think he's going to be leaving Talia Tungavailoa in the game. Even if they're up by, like, 27. I, I, I think that he could pull him and Charlotte could get a late score. I'm just – I don't like 24 and a half. I'm taking Charlotte. Yeah, I mean, I mean, on principle, I really struggled with this because I, after what I said last week, I'm like, really? I, I had no idea that this was the week two game for Maryland. And I have a tough time putting any – semblance of confidence in Charlotte um, this season. Uh, maybe he turns that around. Um, but I'm not taking Maryland to do anything. I, I'm not taking them to win a game. I'm not taking them to cover right. a game. All right, easy on All that. the season. They're going to win. The season, They're going to win not, some game. I am done. I, maybe they will. I'm never taking them to cover again. Okay. Ever. <laughs> I understand, for the record. I do get it. Although there, ever, were, ever, there might ever. be games. I gave, that, I gave one chance. You're done. I'm yeah, all right. It's over. I'm out. I get it. Uh, I'm with you guys. I mean, I, this and this pick is more about Charlotte and Biff Pogey to me as well. I think Maryland can still win by three touchdowns and look really good, mm-hmm. but I think Charlotte is they're going to be playing for a full 60 minutes. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so I will take Charlotte and the 49ers as well. We are largely split on this. Uh, six of us on Charlotte. It is Glenn, uh, Ken, and I alongside uh, John and Little Rock, Dr. Nick Kelly, and Andrew Stetka. Oh, that's fine. I know that. We like that good. now. That's good. That's and okay. it means that Ryan Shell's on the other side, Ryan so Schell, that is good news for him. <laughs> Ryan Shell is on Maryland. Particularly along on with, college pay. Yes, along yes. with uh, Paul, Kyle, and uh, John. Kyle, of course, getting in at the last very second. Do, do we, like, start? I mean, he's oh, waiting gonna, until 9.59. We're gonna call, we're gonna, oh, if it's 9.59, 10 a.m. is the cutoff. Okay. 10 and, then he, and, he just has and that no might pick. be a bit for him. That might be okay. that like he thinks he's being very funny by not getting in until 9.59. Next up, uh, it is Coach Prime time. He is hosting the number 22-ranked Colorado Buffaloes. They're hosting Matt Rule and the, the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Uh, on Fox at noon, Colorado favored by three. This just feels like the reverse lockiest, doesn't it? Like This mm. feels like the... I, I think I read somewhere this week that like this game has more action than any NFL game does <laughs> this week. It feels like the moment where everybody's like, well, now we got to bet Colorado, and then you turn around and they somehow lose to Nebraska. But um, I'm a mark. <laughs> like, I'll be the idiot. Go right ahead. Colorado. Yeah, it, it. when I saw the line, I'm like, oh, they're just begging everybody to take Colorado. <laughs> just begging, begging you. I, I think that fan base – is going to be absolutely oh, insane. Yep. And I, if a better team was coming in, I, I may go the other way, but not this week. They they may wind up going six and six or, or whatever 
when it's all said and done. But I think they start two and zero, and the numbers doesn't scare me, so I'll take Colorado. Yeah, um, I mean, it is weird that the number is staying at three, like despite everyone, you know, very clearly kind of being behind Colorado here. But I don't, I mean, I don't. Nebraska is definitely not better than TCU, especially in Matt Rule's first year. I mean, they scored year. ten points they against Minnesota, Minnesota last week. Like, like I, yeah. I, you can't get me to feel. Now they only allowed thirteen points, so <laughs> there is something to be said about their defense. But you just cannot get me to buy into it at this point. Yeah, same. Um, so I'm taking Colorado again. I think. I mean, and they, I like. Again, that atmosphere, they should win, again, on paper, it looks like, by three touchdowns or more. So, uh, I will take Colorado. We are all on Colorado, except for one. This is going to be the first lone wolf Ooh. of the season. Ooh. John in Little Rock. John in Little is Rock. Is back in the Huskers. Woo-hoo-hoo. Oh, I can't yeah. even do it. I can't oh. even do it. Thank you. God, well, I don't know what I did. I did like the, the, I was, the owl. I, was, I think I was doing the Pillsbury Doughboy is what I was doing. <laughs> Uh, final college game of the slates: Number eleven Texas Longhorns go to Tuscaloosa to Tuscaloosa. Oh, Tuscaloosa! Yeah, to yeah. take on Alabama and the Crimson Tide. They are ranked number three. Uh, that game's at seven on ESPN. Alabama favored by a touchdown, seven points. Not enough. I mean, I, you, I get it. Like, I think Texas is better, and I know that Alabama doesn't really have a quarterback yet. But like, you're not gonna get me to bite anything seven and below. Really, I I think it would have had to have been two touchdowns to get me to bite. So, Al- Alabama. I think we're all pushing this, and when it comes to, down to it, I, I I don't. I think this may be one of the worst Alabama teams they've he's had there. That's fine. That's um, fine. I still, it's not going to move me in any way. <laughs> I, you already gave your pick. It can't move you. I'm gonna I'm gonna take Texas. I, I, I'll take the touchdown what? in case. Mm. Uh, that quarterback situation is as bad as I think it's going to be. No, it's not good. Um, you know, I, I, I'll take Texas. I think they're pretty good this year. Um, I'm taking Alabama. I don't think they're they're not going to forget about how close it was in yeah. Texas last year, and you know, Saban not making the playoff either. So I I think uh, that they they win this by more than a touchdown. So I will take Alabama. Um, most of us on Alabama, there are three on Texas along with, or uh, two alongside Ken. So Ken on Texas, Kyle Ottenheimer on Texas, and Ryan Shell is on oh, Texas. I'm so sorry. I am oh, so sorry. Thoughts and prayers, though. All T's and P's. <laughs> to the NFL, the men's league, Detroit Lions. Of course, this is a classic SEC matchup, obviously. The, the oh, Alabama-Texas. Yes. Classic. Classic. classic eight <laughs> SEC showdown. Yeah, we'll get that one every year now. Yep. Um, well, we no, because there's too many teams. You can't play anybody every well, year. Well, they should make that one, I guess, happen. Why? Because it's a classic SEC. Oh, that's a great point. All right, sorry. <laughs> Lions. Why, why get rid of the classic <laughs> SEC <laughs> rivalries in the process? Lions at the Chiefs tonight on NBC. Kansas City favored by four and a half, according to Superbooks Sports. I really struggle with that number, right? Like, you want that number to just be a little bit bigger. Because you want to bet Detroit here. Mm-hmm. This feels like the... For one team, it's the Super Bowl. For the other team, it's just a game scenario, right? Like, you feel like this is the moment for Detroit. Uh, do we have anything official on Travis Kelsey yet? No, he is. The The CEO of the Chiefs said, uh, I wouldn't bet against it, is what he said. Anything. <laughs> that means nothing. Means means he wouldn't bet against it. Uh, Jordan Schultz said he's expected to test his knee later this morning to see how it feels. This is so nice. It's already later this morning. This is why you don't bet these games until you know. I'm not going to be the guy. Like, one of our tropes in picks is that you don't bet the Chiefs when it's a big number because they just don't cover big numbers. But this isn't a big number. This is four and a half. And I know we're all infatuated with the Lions. I think Ken currently has six different Jared Goff posters up in his bedroom. 
Mrs. Alice is really struggling with it. Like, God, why? Um, but I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Uh, the Chiefs. Yeah, I'm taking Detroit. Um, I'm all in on Stun- the Lions. Stunner. I'm so stunned. Um, I'm, I'm all in. Uh, if you look at any of my fantasy teams, you'll see how all in I am. I grabbed um, I grabbed Gibbs in one of my final. I did my final draft last night uh, in uh, our, our buddy Ryan Ripkin's league, and I grabbed Gibbs very early in that one. Yeah, I, I just like that offense. I, I don't. The defense is going to get better because they've addressed the defense, and it came on at the end of last year a little bit. The offense is stacked, and they added to that as well. They got younger and faster, and they did things that you were questioning. Why would they trade Hawkinson inside of the division, and why would they trade Swift when they really didn't use him? I like what they do on offense. Um, I, I I'll, I'll take I'll take the Texas. I, I I've gotten it at five in a lot of places, um, but I'll, I'll take yeah, it over. A definitely not the Texans. We'll take the Lions. I mean the Lions. Yeah, sorry, it's quite all right. Um, yeah, I'm gonna. I, I'm. I don't think I'm quite as bullish as Ken is on the on the Lions, but I do like the Lions quite a, quite a bit this season. Um, and I like them to keep it close tonight as well. I think all the right. Chiefs win twenty seven to twenty four. You're gonna actually the, when you start doing these things, you better go better. Or you get no credit at all. You only get the credit from I'll us. Bet the exact if you, score. If you, all right, final bet. I'll bet there you go. 24. There you go. I love that. I love that. Um, so I will take the lines. We are a five and five split on this one. Ooh. So on the lines is myself, uh, Ken, Paul, and Kyle, and and Ryan Shell. Ah. Yeah. So on the Chiefs is maybe else. maybe he just needs NFL season to start. And that's yeah. when, yes, exactly. Maybe that's what yes. it is. Uh, so Glenn on the Chiefs along with Proctor. Uh, John and Little Rock, Dr. Nick Kelly, and Andrew Steck. All right, we're making our picks. Picks also brought to you this week by your local Toyota dealer and buyatoyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines, so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. On to Sunday, Cincinnati Bengals at the Cleveland Browns. AFC North matchup in week one, 1 o'clock on CBS. The Browns are getting two and a half points at home. Against the, They're the getting two and a half points. Bengals favored by two and a half. I, I want to think this through. I want to be the hipster here. I can't do it. The Bengals. I look. The the problem with the Bengals is their secondary, and nobody wants to talk about it. And we all just want to talk about Joe Burrow and how great the receivers are. And they brought in Orlando Brown. All those things. Nobody wants to talk about the fact that the secondary. In fairness, we don't really want to talk that about that in Baltimore either. It's one of those <laughs> weird bits. Nobody wants to talk about the secondary. But you can't – two and a half is too small a number. The, they're the better team. Uh, give me the Bengals. Yeah, I think we've been saying what I'm about to say for about a decade. But the Browns have to show me that they're still yeah. not the Browns yep. in order for me to trust them. Um, Watson's got to show me that he's the quarterback we remember from the Texans' days. Um, and he didn't show that last year. Burrow's back. He's practiced all week. I'll take, I'll take Cincinnati. Yeah, I'm with you guys as well. I think the Bengals will be too good. I think the Browns will be better this season, but not in week one going up against Cincinnati. So I will take the Bengals. And Anyone the, biting? Uh, yes, there are a couple on the Brownies. Kyle Ottenheimer on the Browns. Oh, he's still, he can't give it he up. He loves the Browns. He cannot give it up. <laughs> that man will die saying this is the Browns' year. This is, yeah. He can't Why? help himself. He predicted them to win six games the year they won zero. None. None. He said he was willing to bet his life on the Browns winning six games. They won 
None. Go ahead. He will have support from John and Little Rock and Nick Kelly. Okay. Yes. Doctor, that means Ryan's on our side, so yeah, I don't like yeah, that. Yeah, Ryan is on our side. All right. Uh, staying in the AFC North, the Pittsburgh Steelers host the San Francisco 49ers, and the uh, Steelers are home underdogs getting two and a half points so against the Niners. One o'clock game? It is a one o'clock game on Fox. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. I'll fall back on my tropes. West Coast team traveling, one o'clock game. Um, I... I'm not as enamored with Pittsburgh as like the national media. The national media is blowing so much smoke up the Steelers' ass. Um, I'm not that enamored with them, but I do think that they're going to be competitive. I think that the, the real question with Pittsburgh is, is Kenny Pickett really good or is he just a gamer? Because if he's just a gamer, they'll be competitive. They'll win games. They'll be a threat as the season goes on, but they won't. they're not going to threaten the top teams in the AFC. If he's, I mean, it ends up being really good somehow, then I was about to say the F word. Um, say it. I mean, we'll be saying that on the Project Game Day uh, the post-game show. Uh, I, I, I just – it's the West Coast thing, man. I can't escape it. West Coast teams coming to play at 1 o'clock on the East Coast. I don't like them as favorites. And I know it's only two and a half points, and so the likelihood of San Francisco winning but not covering is minimal, but – Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's the pick. Yeah, toughest uh, one on the slate for me here. Because um, I actually think, especially offensively, I think the uh, the Steelers are going to be really, really good. And I, I'm, I'm a believer in Pickett with the weapons that he has. He's got weapons all over the place. And um, if they can just protect him a little bit, he'll be really, really good. I, I'm with you with the West Coast thing, and that's the only reason I, I hedge. But I took one forty nine or earlier, so I had to, you know, do the two for two and I'll mm-hmm. take the other forty nine. Oh, a big weekend for the forty nineers. Forty niners, yeah. Um yeah, I'm taking I mean the Steelers at home getting points. I like that a lot. And then the the West Coast thing coming over to play at one o'clock. Uh I like the Steelers as well. I do think they'll be I mean, I, I'm trying to figure out who they beat out for to to make the playoffs, but I think it's hard for me to think that the Steelers are not I think they're in. For that I think they're in the spot. race, hundred percent. I just think there's so many. Yeah, you know, like there's the, so many teams. The Dolphins, the the Dolphins, the Bills, and the Jets are all like one of them. Only one of them can win the division. Mm-hmm. The Ravens, the Steelers, the Bengals. Only one of them can win the division. Obviously, we don't think anybody else in the South is going to be a threat. But in the West, I, like the Char- I think the Broncos going to be better. I mean, yeah, like, um, but yeah, I'm taking the Steelers in this one. Uh, Ken will have support from Kyle Ottenheimer on the 49ers and Ryan Shell. Ooh, don't everybody know. else don't know. Seems like the three of us are together on a couple yeah. of these. Yeah, yeah. Kyle, Kyle has a chance to you know if 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 some upsets go his way, he has a chance make so. a move. <laughs> All right, uh, Packers at the Bears, 4:25 on Fox, and the Bears are one point favorites. I, I know that everybody's saying this is like the, easy, the this is the pick. Yeah, you have to pick the the Packers are the the slam dunk pick of the week. Y'all know how I feel. I'm not moving off of it. I am enamored with the Bears. I am a believer in the Bears. I think we're all ignoring all of the improvements that they made. I think we're doing a really weird bit. It reminds me. I'm not saying Justin Fields is going to be Lamar Jackson, but the way that we're talking about Justin Fields reminds me of the conversation about Lamar Jackson after his first season, where we're pretending like he was never capable of throwing the ball. And what he did in college spits in the face of that. And I talked to Jim Miller about this a couple weeks ago. I think the Bears ran a certain offense last year that limited Justin Fields throwing the ball because he was a rookie and because they just wanted to try to do whatever they wanted to do. 
They've got, they went out and got DJ Moore. I don't think they went out and got DJ Moore because they don't intend to throw the football. I, I mean, may, maybe. Maybe. I, I'm a believer in the Bears. Bears. Packers. Everybody else is on the Bears, so I figured I'd steal a point here. Um, Casey, you said Packers. I'm on yeah. the Packers as well. I also, I mean, I, I think mainly because I know how much you like the Bears. And okay. So I just kind of just want to be contrarian to you. It's a weird um, bit. But yeah, I'm gonna take the Packers as That's well. Just I mean, a weird bit though. This might be a tie, and then I'm getting the, and then I'm getting the point here. Okay. Wait. So. It, you think this is gonna end in a tie? He, said he's gonna end, he go, just said it's gonna end go, in a tie. Go ahead and make that bet. Bet, bet that. that bet too. Bet that. I bet you get three dollars. Exactly. Go, exactly. Go right ahead. Nothing make wrong that, with that bet. Well. I mean, if there's gonna be a tie on the slate, like where do you think Jesus it'll be? Christ. We need to, Glenn. You need to start a bit that where we see his bet card. Th- this, by the way, this reminds me of Kyle's infancy, where he would just say yeah, things to yeah, say things. Yeah, said stuff like. <laughs> Dude, Josh Gordon's gonna be the greatest receiver in football he's history. Like, I mean, no, be like, say that. like, dude, what? what? Now, again, he's, still, he's still saying it. hundred percent. Oh, he was enamored. He was in love with Trevor Simeon. God, he was in love with Trevor's. Who was the wide receiver? Oh, it was Antoine Wesley. He came in raving about Antoine Wesley. Dude, did you hear what Steve Smith said about him? I'm like, well, what's Steve Smith supposed to say? He stinks. I think he's gonna be asked about Antoine Wesley. Be like, I don't think that guy can play. I, I think we got to get rid of him. Like, it's so bizarre, man. Well, he, mean, did, he did. I know, like, he did. He did nail Mahomes, though. He was enamored and in love with Mahomes. Uh, I mean, from the moment draft season started, he was like, "This guy's going to be the greatest." And I was like, oh, "Okay, guy, he's up on all day." He should still be talking about. He that. got that one right. He did get hang that his one hat right. on that one. Uh, we are split on this one. Packer five on the Packers, five on the Bears. So I'm on the Packers along with KZ, uh, and we are joined by Nick, Andrew, and Ryan Shell. Yeah. So Ooh. on the Bears, John, uh, John, and Little Rock, John, Proctor, Kyle, Paul, and Glenn. All right. So far, it seems like. Uh, Ryan's gonna have a great week. Yeah, <laughs> right. He's gonna need. You're gonna need that. <laughs> Dolphins travel to L.A. to take on the Chargers. That one, 4:25 on CBS. The Chargers, three-point favorites. What a crapshoot this game is, right? Like, h- how do you even begin to consider this game other than to just assume that it's gonna end in a push? Um, I, I, I'll take the. You know, this is it's different when an East Coast team is traveling to the West Coast, right? Because they're not playing at an odd time. I understand the Chargers being favored. I think I'm a little surprised because we always assume that three points is the number for just being at home. But like one, the Chargers don't really have a home field advantage. Like that's not a thing that exists in the world. And two, are we definitively saying that we think the Chargers and the Dolphins are on a neutral field completely even? I think the Dolphins have a better roster than the Chargers do. And I'm and I like the Chargers. I I think getting I think everybody forgot about Rashawn Slater and the way they're talking about the Chargers from last season. Rashawn Slater makes a massive difference for that team. But I'm a good team getting points. Give me the Dolphins. Yeah, I uh, I think which uh, head coach makes the more idiotic fourth down choices is what this game comes I, and, down to. And I understand what you're saying about McDaniel, but there's no way that someone can make more idiotic fourth down decisions. Well, no, 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 and that's where I'm going, yeah. and that's where I'm going. Because I think they both do it. They both do it in ridiculous times. But the Chargers do it from, like, their own 25. Correct. Um, and it's just going to – in a close game, I'll take – the, the team that's not going to make the obvious idiotic choice and just give the team three points um, or more. So I'll take the Dolphins. 
Yeah, this is a really exciting game. Um, I was kind of on the Chargers at first, <laughs> Which too. is great because and... none of us can watch it. Yeah. <laughs> Good job, NFL. Um, I was Why on... can't we watch it? Because it's only on the ticket. Like, it's not on... The... Oh, we don't get it low, so we don't get it locally yeah, unless at all. You, unless you have the ticket, it is not oh, available oh, to be watched. Okay, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Um, but, uh, no, you see bits and pieces means. on Red Zone, I guess. Sure, mm-hmm. if you want to watch Red Zone, 100%. But, like, this is this is the NFL. They the, Every Cowboys game will be available to you this season. But that exciting Chargers-Dolphins matchup, two great young quarterbacks, things that people would want to watch. Two great offenses. Yeah. <laughs> I'm interested to see, you know, what Kellen Moore, I guess, brings to the Chargers and Justin Herbert, but uh, I like Mike McDaniel and Tua. I like them a lot. I like Tyreek Hill, and I like their offense a lot more than the Chargers. So I will go with the Dolphins, and that means we are going to have our second lone wolf of the week. Whoa. Yeah. Um, I'm surpri- I was surprised that we weren't This is a weird this. game for a lone wolf. Yeah, yes. it is Paul Valley taking wow. the Chargers. I actually don't oh. like that. I think there's a real chance there for him to stay. I can't, I can't I believe like that's that a lone wolf little game. Bit. Wow. Jesus. All right, and then finally, right here in Baltimore, the Ravens will host the Texans. They are an even 10-point favorites. That one at 1 o'clock. For the record, the games that you can watch, Eagles-Patriots is the local game on CBS. And Yay. Packers, and four Packers-Bears the... is the local game on Fox. Well, you'll okay. be watching the Bears, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll be doing Project That's Game true. Day is what I'll be doing. And then, yes, I'll be watching the Bears after that. Um, all right. I I don't like the number. I'm not going to lie. I, I I still have a, enough questions about the Ravens defensively that, like, I, 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 can't, I, I can't feel good about them in a 10-point scenario. But on the flip side, the Texans. Give me the Ravens. What would the number have have had to be? Minus one. What? What? Well, you're saying the number. Yeah, he's saying for me to pick the Texans. What oh, the okay. number well, but you're saying been? you don't like. I don't like the Ravens being, being favored by 10. favorites against. I know, in general, but, but he took the but Ravens. I'm taking yeah, yeah. the Ravens because I just don't like the Texans. Griff, and what Griff, he's asking Griff, is, Griff, let the yeah. let the old people talk. Yeah, right. um, <laughs> what he's asking is what the number would have to be for me to consider the other way, and it, I think seventeen. I think the oh, number okay. would have to be seventeen for me to consider the Texans. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. Um, and you know what's weird about that too, Ken? I think I told you the other day. In a bizarro world, I, I have this like sleepy suspicion that the Texans are going to end up winning some games this year. And oh, I, oh, I think they'll they'll win games, but you're not you're not coming not into in Baltimore one, right. in week one with a rookie quarterback missing three fifths of your offensive line. Um, you know, uh, and 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 it should not be a game. I, I mean, I I think this is a should be a twenty twenty four point game to me. Um, and the Ravens defense may be one of the better picks if you get you know points for you know low score. I, I'm I'm not going to say they're going to get turnovers or they're going to sack the quarterback because they got to prove that to me. But if they're ever going to sack the quarterback, this would be the week that you would. You would think with with the taxes missing so many pieces on their offensive line, I'll take the Ravens. It's only ten; they should romp in this game. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm healthy or not, I think the Ravens excel just about everywhere over the Texans. Uh, so I like Houston and D'Amico Ryan's, but I don't think this will be a very welcoming start for him and C.J. Stroud. So Ravens minus ten, and we're gonna have another lone wolf. Whoa! One person on the Houston Texans, Andrew Stetka. Huh? Oh, maybe just to be a contrarian. Yeah. Maybe yeah. just to be an a-hole. That might be the case. I mean, I mean it is a double-digit line in week one, there and we don't know what the, what the offense really is. Don't try to justify it. None of these guys have played it. together in a in a. In don't try to justify it. It's a nonsense pick. It's nonsense. 
All right, uh, Fantasy Pros, of course, is where you find KZ now and at Fans Fantasy on Twitter. Uh, appreciate you as always, bud. Uh, enjoy the games real, this weekend. Real quick, can I give can I give everybody a teaser for tonight? Please. Uh, a parlay? Hang on. You know, I'll be at uh, Sports and Social. You think this is one I Yes, I know, but but if you, you know, uh, here here's what I'm playing. Uh, Sky Moore over 45.5 receiving yards. Mm-hmm. Jameer Gibbs four plus receptions. Okay. And David and David Montgomery anytime touchdown. Woo. About plus seven hundred. Uh, it might be a little rich for my blood. It might be a little bit too much uh, for me to predict uh, predict uh, the Montgomery touchdown. But I get it. I get it, and I like it, and I might be tempted. I might be tempted yeah. to toss a few. Uh, that's that's that. what I'm playing tonight. All right, brother. Uh, appreciate, it, man. We'll talk next week. Take care, guys. It's Ken Zalis with us here on at GCR. Uh, can we break, or do we need to? Um, you tell me. You're the producer. You just tell me. Let's stay here. Okay, we'll stay here. Don't forget, tonight, Sports and Social, Live Casino and Hotel. I'll be there. Griffin will be there. Joe Serpico, Press Box Fantasy Football Expert, will be there. We're going to have a time tonight watching Detroit, Kansas City, giving away great prizes, trying to help you win money. And Joe is just going to be, like, cordoned off, velvet rope, and you'll be able to come up and hand him your phone, hand him your tablet, whatever it is, and say, I need you to help me. Help me help you. He will tell you what it is that you need to know about guys that are on the waiver wire that are more valuable than guys that you have on your roster. He'll tell you, look at this, look at this guy for this week. Start this week, this guy. He'll also happily look over the rest of the league and those rosters and tell you this is someone you could target in the trade. Here's somebody you could give up to improve your roster. So personalized fantasy football consulting tonight from our guy, Joe Serpico, at Sports and Social, inside Live Casino and Hotel, as well I'll be hanging out, watching the season opener between Detroit and Kansas City Come join us tonight down at Arundel Mills. Look forward to seeing you there. Joining us now here on GCR as we get ready for the opener in Baltimore on Sunday, this man, we've talked before, he was born in Baltimore, but it was, I think if I remember right, he told me it was more like coincidence than anything else. Um, He, of course, is now a talk show host down in Houston, and he is getting ready for the Texans' side of Sunday's matchup. He is former NFL defensive lineman, Mr. Andy Galou, and he's with us now here on GCR. Andy, it's Glenn in Baltimore. It's great to chat with you as always, man. Thank you for taking a couple of minutes for us. What's up, Glenn? Good to talk to you. And you have a good memory. You're right. I was born in Baltimore, but spent six weeks there, and then my parents said we got to get to Texas. So pretty much a Texas guy. But were, were they from Baltimore? Like, Because I, 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 I don't remember the story entirely. Were they from here and they were just getting ready to move? Or like it was like even weirder than that, they just happened to be visiting Baltimore and it's where you were popped out? Oh. No, so my dad went to John Hopkins. Uh, they're it. from Nigeria. Got so it. First born here. And after John Hopkins, we were actually supposed to go back to Nigeria, but thank God, uh, <laughs> University in San Antonio made my dad an offer he couldn't refuse. So... <laughs> Uh, he moved to San Antonio when I was six weeks old, and that's and, pretty much where I was And, lo- and look at how life. your life changed. Look at how it all played out for you. Um, Andy, we were just talking about it a second ago. I-, I have this weird feeling that 
Houston might figure some things out by the end of the year. I'm a big believer in D'Amico Ryans. I, I like C.J. Stroud. I think that they could be a team that actually makes progress in what appears to be on paper a weak division. It just seems extraordinary for us to think that's going to come in week one. Is that assessment pretty fair? No, no. I, I think you're 100% accurate with that assessment. By the end of the year, I don't think this team will be going to the playoffs. I don't think this team is going to win the division, but I think a trajectory will be going in the direction that the fans want to see. And the Baltimore Ravens, I'm not just saying it because I'm on your show, is one of the best organizations in, in football right now. So it's definitely a tough task for a first-year head coach uh, to be taking on Lamar Jackson and the uh, Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Andy, what have you, you know, what has what the talk been like with C.J. Stroud? How impressed has everybody been? I know it's preseason, it's training camp, it's like I, I, nothing really matters until we see someone play in a football game. Like I get that, but what has the conversation been like? And it, is there belief that like this guy really was worthy of being picked where he was picked, and this is going to be the franchise quarterback in Houston for some time to come? Here's something you can lean on for the Houston Texans fans: the fact that his teammates voted him a captain. I know most people on the outside looking in, oh, it's a quarterback voted captain, big whoop. But when it's the actual team that votes for you, the team doesn't care. Those guys that have played in the league four, five, six, seven years, they don't care that a guy's a quarterback, and they're not going to vote and mark off his name as a team captain just because he plays quarterback. So that tells me something. The fact that the team and those vets said, you know what, even though he's a rookie, this is one of the five leaders of the team, that alone lets me know that he's had an awesome a, a start to his career, but like you said, I, I'm very hesitant because we've seen so many times where guys look great in the preseason, and then when the regular season comes out and the opposing team opens up that defensive playbook, it's a whole new story. So I think the defense at Baltimore is going to roll out. It is really going to test because I know John Harbaugh and Co. They're going to open up that defensive playbook. What do we know about D'Amico Ryan's as a head coach? And what, like again, I think we're all assuming because of his defensive background that you know that he's going to want to be a more defensive-minded team. So what what should we be expecting about what D'Amico Ryan's wants as a head coach? And and again, not knowing anything about the other side of the ball. You know, similar to what we're going to see from Baltimore's defense, like. Baltimore defense doesn't have the big names that we're used to, you know, the team that carried the Baltimore Ravens to the Super Bowl. But with this Houston Texas defense led by D'Amico Ryan, you know, the, the Baltimore fans, they might not know Sheldon Rankins. They might not know Malik Collins. Yeah. But those are good players that he's going to have flying to the ball, pursuing to the ball. They're trying to set that same culture that they have in Baltimore with this Houston defense, and I think you'll get a taste of it on Sunday. Can we assume that means that there's going to be, again, if, if we think about the, the – I know the, the offensive coordinator, Bobby Slowick, came from San Francisco where D'Amico Ryans came from. Can we assume that the nature of the Texans is going to be running the ball and playing defense matters? That's going to be a cornerstone for this franchise moving forward. No, absolutely, and not just because Slova came from San Francisco, but because you do have a young quarterback, yeah. and you have a very, very productive, tough running back in Damian Pierce. I mean, Damian Pierce, if y'all haven't had a chance to watch him, he runs very violently. Uh, he was one of the few bright spots of the team last year, so when you factor all that in, yes, I think this is going to be, hey, let's run first. Uh, let's have the majority of our plays be run plays and rely on our defense. He is N.D. Kalu, former NFL DN, now with Sports Talk 790 down in Houston, getting us ready for Texans-Ravens on Sunday. 
And D, when you mention like it's not you know names that that people are overly familiar with, the one that's obviously it's very familiar is of course Will Anderson, because he went so early in the NFL draft. He is a popular pick to be um, defensive rookie of the year this year. What have the early impressions been of Will Anderson, and how quickly he might become a terror to opposing quarterbacks? I'll tell you what, he did everything you're supposed to do in the preseason. I mean, it, the guy was just so violent. There were so many plays during the preseason games where it doesn't show up on the stat line, but, you know, I had a chance to call some of the preseason television games, and I found myself saying, hey, show the replay of Will Anderson. And it wasn't a tackle, it wasn't a sack, but it was him just blowing up the offensive lineman, changing the line of scrimmage, being disruptive. I think we use that term too often, but he's very, very disruptive. And I can't wait to see him in a game that really matters. I am, uh, I'm, je- I, man, I like everything about Will Anderson. I am very jealous of uh, of having a talent like that because the of all the things, Andy. It's funny because we talk about the Ravens' defense, but of all the things, all of a sudden, the Ravens have very little in the edge rush department. It's a very weird world that we're living in. Again, I'm not suggesting that's going to make a difference on Sunday, but I, I am, I am concerned. It's an area where they need to improve. Andy, if the Texans were to be the biggest surprise in the NFL this season and were to somehow be able to compete to be 500 this year in that, I guess nobody can be 500 anymore, but you know what I mean, that 8-9 win territory that no one sees coming. What would the roadmap be for this team to be drastically more interesting and competitive than anyone is expecting them to be? You know, and I want to give you some answers, some specific detailed answer that's not obvious so your listeners can be like "Ooh, that was a take from a 12-year vet but you know what the low-hanging fruit i think that's the case here it's how the quarterback plays it's how cj stroud plays if he lives up to that number two overall pick if he has that joe burrow type of rookie impact if he has that cam newton uh rookie type impact for the texans then you find yourself saying you know what they might sneak in to the playoffs as a wild card but Again, I really feel like it's a lot of pressure on the young man, but for this team to have success, for this team to exceed expectations, C.J. Stroud has to have a rookie of the year type season. Yeah, that sounds about right, right? Like, in order for that to be the case, he's going to have to be exceptionally good very quickly, and we're hoping that's not in week one. That's the way that we feel about these guys. Um, uh, I got this weird question. Just I know, you know, doing a talk show, you got to talk about it. I, uh, three weeks ago, the, the Astros came up to Baltimore, took two out of three games. And I, at that moment, said, oh, God, they're the Astros again. Like, they, they're they're as dangerous as they've ever been. Like, they're just going to go win the World Series again. And they haven't followed up on that. Like, what? How, how do you make sense of a team that that's, that's that good, that's that loaded, but just has never been played? Is it just that they're bored and they don't care about the regular season? You know, it's funny you say that. That was the talk here. But I know, you know, in Baltimore, y'all aren't really following uh, the Houston Astros. They're on a three-game win streak. And uh, Jose Altuve, two games ago, he had three home runs and his first three bats. And that was right after he hit for the cycle. So they're starting to wake up because not too long ago, they were third in the AL West. And now they beat the division by one or two games, if I'm not mistaken. So you're right early on. It was like, hey, are y'all the San Antonio Spurs just cruising through the regular season? But lately, I mean, the especially the last three games, and it's the Texas Rangers. You know, that's that intrastate rivalry. Yep. But, no, they look like they've woken up. Ah, that's bad news. That is bad news for the rest of the American <laughs> League. We don't care for that at all. 
at ndkalu, K-A-L-U, at ndkalu on Twitter is how you can follow him. Uh, ND, really appreciate it, man. Looking forward to uh, Sunday. Thanks for taking the time for us, as always. We'd love to do it again down the road. Real quick, I know you're up against it. I've always had this question. When you're in a town where the baseball team is balling, and I know the Baltimore oh, Orioles I'm so are glad you asked winning this. their division, yeah. and, the, and you have the Ravens, like up there, who, who gets more press time? Is it, is it the Orioles or is it the right, Ravens? Right now, legitimately, curious. it's the Orioles, but it's because we haven't had this the same – Right, it's been a few years, right? Like, I, Got you. I, I, if, if the Orioles were good every year – I don't know what it would be like because we all, you know, this is also Lamar Jackson and a team that has like, you know, legitimate. I'm not saying favorite, but legitimate Super Bowl aspirations. But because it's still kind of fresh with this young Orioles team, there's definitely way more Orioles excitement and way less Ravens conversation than we're used to going into September. Um, like that's. That's been – it's actually something we've been talking about, how, like, the juice just isn't quite the same. We'll, we'll see. Like, the Ravens go in and beat Cincinnati in week two. All of a sudden, I think that might change, right? Like, I think that there might be a lot more hype that way. But there, there's a lot of excitement. What I can Do I – is it still baseball in Houston, or is it just this is Texas that we're talking about? Football is king. You know, because the Astros are on the verge of creating a dynasty. You yeah. get a lot of Astro talk, but this is Texas. I yeah. mean, you could have the worst football team. In the NFL, football is always going to reign supreme. I get it. I completely get it. Andy, appreciate you, brother. Thanks for hopping on, man. Anytime. Enjoy the game. Andy Kalu with us from uh, Sports Talk 790 down in Houston. I keep having people tell me that. Like, I, I just don't feel the same juice. It doesn't feel like the Ravens are playing. I Part of it, I do think, is that they're playing the Texans in week one. Legitimately. If week one was Ravens-Bengals Sunday night, or Monday night, I think there'd be a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, they'd be getting, like, the ESPN commercials, you know, because, I mean, they've been pushing that Bills-Jets Monday night game for a a month. It's a nondescript 1 o'clock Sunday game that nobody in the country is thinking about or talking about or interested in whatsoever. And, again, it comes at the same time as the Orioles are playing really good baseball. And if – it's something that if if the – if the game's a blowout on Sunday, there will be a lot of people that will be tempted to flip over and, and watch. I, I tried having this conversation. This will be the first year for me that I won't be in a studio. Mm. Part of the, the cool part about how we're doing Project Game Day this year is that I have been given permission to work from home, um, which which is great. And it means I get to spend more time and watch the game with my kids, which I've never done before. And like I, I love that. I think Mrs. Clark is going to make some dip. Dip Sundays? Uh, boy, if that becomes a, that could be a real problem for my for my health because she did it basically one day a week. every playoff week last year. She only was seventeen doing, of them. She was doing of them, dip, dip. Oh, she was doing it all throughout. Like it was like I think I had the idea for like the first weekend of the playoffs, and then she just rolled with it. She was like, "Are we watching football this week? Okay, I'm making dip." Then she started making theme dips, like for the teams. Like in the, oh. she did like a Kansas City barbecue dip and a Philly <laughs> cheesesteak dip for the Super Bowl, which. God bless her. I could have married her again that day. I could have <laughs> married her all over again. I was like, I love you. Um, so I'm all, I, I love the idea of dip Sundays. The problem being, it ain't a great idea for your boy. I'm 40 now. I mean, I'm you, 40. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm going to die. But you, you feel like you're 25, right? That's the. Mm, do not. No, you don't. Do not. 
I both look the and dip. feel like I'm four. I don't like until I saw the gray spot over here. I, I haven't seen it. Oh, it's bad. It's bad. You've really not noticed the gray spot. Like there is a legitimate. Uh, I guess that's yeah. There's a uh, real. And then I start to notice some other grays popping up here and there. After that, the gray spot came this summer. It was the first thing I ever noticed. I've noticed the receding for some time. I mean, uh, when I cut my hair this summer, it became very obvious the receding. I was like, oh boy, oh, which shouldn't surprise me. My father has been bald for as long as I've known him, right? Like this, this was always going to happen. In fact, I'm probably lucky that I've managed to make it this long. Um, but for the most part, until those things, I was always capable of being the guy. Like at the, the, the fair where they do like guess your age, I could I could pull off people being like, "What you're thirty? You're thirty four? Yeah, I am. <laughs> yeah, I am. I could get away with that stuff. I definitely got carded well into my thirties, like well into my thirties, and I felt good about it. I had people like, oh, "You kind of have a baby face," and I'd be like, "I thank you, thank you." Um, but no, I, I, I the gray, the so, gray changes. So you it. think the dip is only going to accelerate this? Is oh, what you're saying? Oh, the dip is going to push it. Well, what if there's like a healthy dip every now and then or something? Like, <sighs> what would a healthy dip? I don't know. You can figure out something. I don't know what avocado that would... and yeah. I guess like. I, I don't know beans. I, I, there are like fruit-based dips, like like uh, just some a, jam. <laughs> that's just called jam, man. That's not a dip. It's just called. And it's nothing well, healthy about fruit it. Based, the one, how's, what's like, a fruit-based dip then? No, there is like like a. Hang on a second. You can search strawberry dip. Strawberry. Dip. Like there are people that have gotten into that world of making dips that are just like. Those of us that are very much in like fruit dipped in chocolate, yeah. Well, yeah, that's a different thing altogether. And like, obviously, people will purposely buy like strawberries and then dip them into cream cream. cheese. Well, that that's a different thing, like a cream cheese dip. But there are people that are trying to make fruit-based, you know, acai is like a big thing, right? Mm -hmm. Like people are trying to make it so that you can eat fruit in like everything, so you can have a dip that's fruit. The problem is, what are you dipping in? Just other fruit? Like you're dipping fruit into fruit? Uh, vegetable into, yeah, I don't I need dip for my fruit. If I'm eating fruit, I can just eat the fruit. A chip? No, yeah, that's not. Yeah, it's not. It's just not. It's, <laughs> it's very a it's cracker a maybe difficult sell. It's a difficult <laughs> sell. Um. Anyway, the moral of the story being that on Sunday it'll be the first time I'm watching the game at home, and I will have. I will be conflicted because I know I need to watch the game because we're doing the Project Game Day post game show, but. I'll be as at least equally unless that the Ravens Texans ends up being far more compelling than we expect it to be, in which case we're gonna be truly uncensored for the post game show. Um if the game is about what we expect it to be, I think I'll be just about as compelled and wanting to watch the Orioles game on Sunday too. It's gonna be a weird vibe for these first few weeks of the season. Would have been really nice for like the Ravens to have been involved tonight or to be playing, you know, like the Sunday night game, something like that, so we can mix it up and not have to make these choices. Those would have been really nice options, but not the case as they're playing on 1 o'clock, they're playing at 1 o'clock every game for the rest of the baseball regular season. Just the way that it goes. All right, uh, when we come back in, uh, a couple things I haven't had a chance to get to yet uh, as we were talking about uh, the, well, really we had a lot that we've been talking about on the show today. So I have a few things that I want to touch on still. Fighting if you want to do fighting words, fighting words, we'll talk about, we'll do fighting words. When we come back in, it's Glenn Clark Radio. 
Visit Harford County this fall. Celebrate Arts Across Harford September 15th through the 30th with dance, theater, music, and visual arts. September 29th through October 1st is the largest Italian festival in Maryland, featuring entertainment, cooking demonstrations, a bocce tournament, and family fun. If you're headed to the Maryland Five Star, stay and play in Harford County. While you're there, enjoy the scenic views atop the king and queen seats and experience pumpkin patches, corn mazes, and fall brews along their Harford Life Trail. For more info, head to visit Harford.com. Maryland open. Join Pressbox's fantasy football expert Joe Serpico and the rest of our Glenn Clark Radio gang at Sports and Social inside Live Casino Maryland, Thursday, September 7th, for the pro football season opener between Detroit and Kansas City. We will be there 7 p.m. where Joe Serpico will help you nail this fantasy football season. Just come by and Joe will consult you on your lineup, who to sit, who to start, who to target for in a trade, and who to pick up off waivers. Plus, we'll try to help you win some money as we watch the game. So join us for the season opener, improve your fantasy team, and have a great time at Live Casino and Hotels Sports and Social. Soak up summertime fun in Charm City. Enjoy only in Baltimore festivals, mouth-watering eats, and endless entertainment. Cheer on the O's at Camden Yards. Pick crabs by the waterfront. Beat the heat inside a world-class museum and make memories that will last a lifetime. Go to Baltimore.org for more information and to plan your visit. Why bet with the big boys this football season? Instead, try your hand with the local book, Superbook Sports, this fall. Superbook Sports is the book next door. Just a dedicated team of the best odds makers in Las Vegas, making sure you get the best prices and parlays anywhere. And now, Superbook will give you a bonus of up to $250 when you sign up and wager on the same day and use the promo code GlennClark23, G-L-E-N-N-C-L-A-R-K-2-3. So bet with the best. And use the promo code GlennClark23 this football season with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Maryland drivers, did you know you can save up to 77% on tolls with an EasyPass Maryland discount plan? That's right, 77%. It's never been easier. Pick the plan that's right for you at DriveEZMD.com. We'll keep you moving. What's up, everyone? It's Tyus Bowser, and I've had so much fun hanging out with Rita and putting up with Glenn the last couple years that I've decided to do it again. Season three of the Ties Bowser Show is happening this year as we'll be all over town, giving you the chance to get to know me and some of my teammates. As we talk football, life in general, and just say what needs to be said, you can find out more about the show by going to pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. If you don't live in the area, you can watch the shows live on Facebook and YouTube. And if you miss one, you can listen Friday nights at 105.7 a fan. So we'll see you all season long for the Ties Bowser Show. A partnership of press box and great ace memorabilia. Gambling problem? Visit helpmygamblingproblem.org. The next Tyus Bowser show is Tuesday, September 12th at the Hamilton Sports Bar and Grill, 5506 Harford Road. It's brought to you by Superbook Sports. It's a Maryland thing. Where the waves meet the shore, you will find Dorchester County. Hi, this is Jimmy Charles. When I think of Maryland, I think Dorchester County on the eastern shore where it's open for making memories. Dorchester County, it's a Maryland thing. For more info, visit www.visitdorchester.org. It's a Maryland thing. Picking a restaurant to try for the first time? Let's look at the Costas Inn. Here's a few checklist items. Quality of the food. Check. 
quality of service? Check. Does restaurant have plenty of free parking? Check. And finally, does restaurant have delicious steamed crabs, crab cakes, crab soup, and specials galore? Check, check, check. Costas Inn, 4100 North Point Boulevard. They check all the boxes. Make the most out of every day in your Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. Check out PressBoxOnline.com every day to find daily winners and betting advice from Jeremy Kahn. And if you want some advice about life decisions that you probably shouldn't make, here's Glenn Clark. All right, back in here on GCR as we continue on a Thursday edition of the program. Um, all right, let's just go ahead and do it. We haven't been able to do it for a couple weeks. We'll go ahead and do it. I I don't even know what's... Oh, there is a fight this weekend, right? There's a... Big, big fight. Yeah, there's big a significant fight this weekend. All right, very good. It's time for Fighting Words. It's Fighting Words with Griffin Bats. Fighting Words is brought to you by the Tyus Bowser Show, which is back. Returns Tuesday night. We kick off this season, the Tyus Bowser Show. We will be at the Hamilton Sports Bar and Grill on Hartford Road. Looking forward to hanging out with you. Tyus and a special guest will join Rita and myself. Opportunity for you to come out, rub elbows with your favorite Baltimore football players. You can watch the show at facebook.com slash pressboxsports. You can listen to it throughout the course of the week next week here on GCR. And you can even hear it Friday night on 105.7 The Fan. But to me, it's kind of insane that you wouldn't come out when you have the opportunity to hang out with us next Tuesday night. Hamilton Sports Bar and Grill. That's where we'll be for the Tyus Bowser Show. Find out more. Pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. Uh, it is UFC 293 this weekend, and uh, we have a, f- a few things, because I think the last time we did it was right before UFC 292 when Sugar Show, uh, Sean O'Malley knocked out Aljamain Sterling. That's but right. uh, we'll start with a, with a quick preview of uh, this weekend in Sydney. Um, I can't lie. I mean, the main card is it's it's pretty weak. I mean, Israel Israel Adesanya is a big draw, obviously, uh, and him fighting in Australia should be very very fun and very electric. But I mean, he's gonna be. I, I think he's already like minus seven hundred. Why, why is it a big deal for him to fight in Australia? I don't know. Uh, this. He's uh, he's from New Zealand. He's from New Zealand. Yes. I thought he was from Nigeria. He's for some reason. well. I think he like that's that's kind of the thing that I, he's I, trying to. Okay. They're trying to play up with uh, Drikas Duplessis. Who is the South African fighter? Who was they wanted to schedule for this fight, but he got injured. So Sean Strickland steps in, um, and I mean Sean Strickland's a good fighter, but I mean okay, he so does he was not born match up. in Nigeria, but he grew up in New Zealand. I think uh, I, he, I think he, he might. I think he might just has Zealand? like I think he's like family. I think his like family might just be Ni- Nigerian. No, he was definitely born in Nigeria. Oh, he, was, he was. Yes, okay. he was born in Nigeria, but that doesn't mean he didn't grow up in New Zealand. Like he might be I believe well. I believe he's like pretty much been in like from New Zealand all his life. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's a big deal. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, you're right. He was born in Nigeria. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. I'm sorry. I was just confirming. Um but yeah, he's fighting Sean Strickland um and it's going to take, I don't know, uh, this would be a crazy uh, at, upset. at the age of 10. He moved, he moved to, to New Zealand. Okay. Got it. But and that's still a good chunk yeah. of your life. Yes. Yeah. Um he represent I mean cuz he I don't know. I don't I mean he everyone gets excited about him. I mean the I guess since he doesn't fight out of Africa, is why they're less. Uh, is is why I guess the, like Africa cl- doesn't claim him as much. Okay. But or, or it's ma- when it mainly is when he's announced. He says fighting out of Auckland, New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, and mainly, and it is mainly because Drikas Duplessis kind of is playing it up a lot more, being like, "I'm from Africa. I'm a real African oh, okay. fighter." All right. Um, and that and that makes Izzy very mad. 
Uh, so hope I mean, so he should win this, and then uh, I mean, there's really no path to victory for Sean here. So so Izzy should win this, and then uh, and then hopefully Drikas Two Plus C is next in that fight. I mean, if they get that fight, a pay-per-view in Africa for the middleweight belt, that would be that would be very good for the UFC. So you're I saying think. this Sean Strickland is just a placeholder here. Pretty he's just much. a guy who's being thrown into a fight. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, he's good at he's good at selling fights. He's a great talker, mm -hmm. so he he'll he'll uh, he'll be able to get into Izzy's head. But I mean, Izzy is just way better than him everywhere. Uh, so it, it's gonna be it would I mean like if Sean won, I I couldn't even say it'd be like as surprising as Leon head kicking uh, Kamaru because like there was still a path for that head kick to Kamaru okay. Usman. Uh, I mean, Sean has like that head kick does isn't there? Like, there's no, there's really no way for uh, for Sean to, to for Sean to get this done. Um, if he won, I guess it would, you could kind of compare it to uh, I guess when Grasso, Alexa Grasso beat Valentina Shevchenko earlier this year, who they fight next week. Okay. On a card which is actually going to be better than this one. That's next week odd. is a free card, yeah, because they're having Valentina Grasso two, which is a title fight, and it's a free ESPN Plus card. Huh. So, and that fight or that card will be very very good. Um, also, this weekend is tied to Ivasa. Who is really the only other kind of you know main big draw, um, but he's in a really bad stylistic matchup with Alexander Volkov. Mm. Um, so I will be taking I, I I will I will be backing Alexander Volkov in that one. I mean, tied to Ivasa. It, it again, it's tough because he everyone wants to see him win and he'll be able to do his shoey and in in Australia, but I don't think it's gonna happen because Volkov just doesn't get knocked out like that. I mean, he's been knocked out once, which was by Derek Lewis. And that that was the Derek Lewis fight where it was ten seconds left. Oh, okay. And uh, okay. And Volkov got knocked out, and that is really the only chance that Ty has. But I don't think Ty is going to be able to like he's not really as durable as as Derek Lewis is or was. Okay. So, you know, Alexander Volkov and what is an underwhelming card for uh for for Australia, unfortunately. Um, I do have some bets for you. By the I, way, a, a friend of the program who's on this card. Friend of the program on this card. Yes, Austin Lane Austin is Lane's on a this card. Of the yes, oh, uh, wow. a friend, a, a friend of mine was his agent in the NFL. Gotcha. And um, he would be a regular, and actually was when we needed a Jaguars-related guest for a few years because he was doing a radio show down in Jacksonville. I'm not sure if he still dabbles in that at all as he's like moved in. I, I remember he and I, I was very disappointed in him because he lost to Greg Hardy in their fight and I was like dude you let the entire country down like the entire country was counting yeah. on you yeah and I was not happy about that but uh, yeah former uh, NFL player Austin Lane is a part of this card yes he's fighting Justin Taffa in a technically a rematch I guess they fought in June um, but Austin Lane poked uh, poked uh, Justin Taffa in the eye like 30 seconds in so they had okay. to so it became a no contest. So they're running it back now. And that was his UFC debut. That was correct. Austin Lane's. Was it Austin? Yeah, I guess so. Because he fought Greg Hardy not in Bellator or whatever, or was it? Uh, I thought uh, it was. Uh, or some some other. It was, oh, it was it was the, it was a contender series. Oh, it was a contender so, series. So technically not the UFC is right. the way the UFC. They're like that's yes. not a real UFC fight. Yeah. Um. Since you mentioned the contender series, there's a big local story. Yeah. Neat. Out of uh, out of the contender series earlier this week, Dylan Budka, mm -hmm. Kenwood, or Dundalk native, Ken Walk, Kenwood. I alum. think he went to both. Dundalk and Kenwood. I okay. think he graduated from Kenwood. Kenwood. Okay, that was my understanding as well. Yeah, um, yeah so uh, he, he got, got signed to the UFC after his contender, contender series win on Tuesday, uh, Tuesday night. Uh, PFF Sean's not... Well, actually, I guess he's kind of indifferent to it. So PFF Sean wrestled or actually didn't wrestle him in high school. Okay. But the papers say that they did that they did that they did wrestle. Why? And that PFF Sean 
lost. Well, because PFF Sean was injured okay. for uh, for this fight, so he thought. So this is one of those things where you have to walk out and like wave. And yeah, something like that. Yeah, and so they thought. Weird in that so way. Kenwood thought that they were wrestling PFF Sean, who was like ranked at the time pretty highly in the state of Maryland. Okay. Um. So it ended up being a big win because they beat he, be, he they beat our guy Fitz, who ended up re- had wrestling. Yeah, uh, everybody knows Fitz. Yeah, everybody knows Fitz. It, uh, weirdly, it's Larry Fitzgerald. <laughs> who knew? That would be that'd be a big yeah, win right. for him. Yeah. Um, it's like our guy fits. Like sure, <laughs> our guy. Yeah, fits. Oh, fits. You know, fits. Fitzy poo. And fits almost beat. What well, was fits almost beat him because since Butka thought he was going against PFF Sean, who was right. a higher level guy, he was kind of playing it a little this safe. Is so this is Griffin's friends group that he's trying to talk about. <laughs> like you know, PFF Sean. Yeah, I barely know PFF Sean. Oh, PFF Sean loves you. I, you I like. I like. It's, it's a weird bit. <laughs> <laughs> but I like him. He's a good guy. Um, but yeah, so congrats to Dylan. Uh, I I don't know like what his seal like. I'm not sure what his so potential he won looks a like. fight in the, con- in the contender. Is that how he got the deal? Yeah. So the, at the end of the night on the contender series, Dana White then like kind of comes out and he's like, I'm giving a contract to all these guys, and he thought what he saw from Butka was enough, and liked what he saw, so he gets a contract from the UFC. So his next fight will be a UFC fight, and. He's just on the roster now cool. until they. We should try to, to track him down. Yeah, we should I agree. Try to, I, I agree. I'd, I'd be. I'd, I'd like. I'd, I'd talk to him. Um, so uh, I, I'm probably gonna lose money on him just because I got to bet on all the Maryland fighters, and I oh. again, I just don't know how I feel about uh, D- Dylan Bucko's ceiling. Oh, we'll have to oh, wait. We'll have to oh wait. I'm gonna let him know that, well, man. No, I, don't, I, don't my, I might invite him in. <laughs> hey, uh, I got a, I got a guy here. Well, once he's sitting here, yeah. He thinks <laughs> you, he thinks you suck. That's how not what you I feel said. about that. I'm pretty sure that's what you said. Pretty sure. So you're saying that you that Dylan Butka does not suck? Uh, n- no. Or yeah, yeah, no, he doesn't suck. Just move on. Just move on. We'll have to wait for until uh, we get a, U- a Maryland UFC champion. I think Aaron Brooks is going to be our uh, our next. He's he's currently a wrestler at Penn State. Uh huh. Where's he Teammates from? with Bo Nickel. He's from North Hagerstown. He went to North Hagerstown High School. We can claim him, right? Like, I mean, ish. It, it's just Maryland not. Guy. It's it's fine. It's. It's just not part of the metro. We don't really. Yeah. Well, yeah. but it's fine. I'll, I'll, like once you get past what? Carroll County, and even parts of Carroll County, it's difficult. Like Kyle Snyder does not really associate with Baltimore, despite being Carroll County. I can associate, right? So I, it's, everybody's got their own. It's just <laughs> you realize how small the metro really yeah. is. Yeah. Because it does not take very long before you realize that people just don't associate. Like, all of a sudden, you go a little bit west, and they're like, yeah, we're Steelers fans here. We're like, what the? Yeah, those guys are what the crazy. Where does that come from? Um, you just realize that's the way it goes. Um, so what we missed in a uh, exciting last couple of weeks for these. So UFC 292, we're not, of course. We're not doing a re- we're not Okay, doing, I was going to do a quick. Because my, my bets, no, the bets that not. I dished out did hit. Oh, okay, uh, the, that's good. The Cheeto Vera, Zhang Wei Li, and Ian Gary parlay at plus 125 okay. hits. And Gregory Rodriguez knockout on UFC 292. I did throw out the... Uh, the uh, Gerald Mearshart uh, tried to do a round three, round two sub that did not happen, unfortunately. But there was a long odds anyway, so that was okay. a, a very big, that was an upside pick. Uh, for this weekend, I will give you one parlay. I will give you, I feel really good about Carlos Alberg, who is the featured prelim free fight for you uh, right before the main card. Carlos Alberg, Manel Kopp, and Israel Adesanya parlo- parlay those three. That gives you plus 102 on Superbook Sports. Okay. So that is the parlay I like this week okay. for UFC. Say it one more time. Uh, Carlos Alberg. Yeah. Uh, Manel Kopp. He's like minus 400, uh-huh. I think. And then So they're all big favorites, but I mean, I f- J- these just are to win outright. To win outright. Yes. Okay. Yes. Right. Uh, call it once, once it becomes available, I would take Alberg by knockout. I like Alberg a lot this week. Okay. Very good. 
Uh, Korean Zombie retired in Singapore over the last two weeks, two and a half weeks ago, in an unbelievable atmosphere. He walks out to Zombie by the Cranberries, and uh, oh, everyone out that. there yes. in Southeast Asia loves him. Who somebody will be performing yes. when they lose our picks yes, contest? Yes, they will. That I guess I didn't remind everybody. That's what we're playing for in our picks contest. Oh yeah, we didn't. There's just yeah, so much significant penalty. It's a lot to keep it all, uh, keep track of all of it. Um, but yeah, he retired in an, an emotional loss to uh, Max Holloway as he kind of had to hang up the gloves, put him on the mat, and uh, and uh, walked out one more time to Zombie, and it was uh, it was emotional as he as uh, Max Holloway. As now we don't really know what to do with Max Holloway just because he's. I've, I've been saying that for some time. <laughs> what do I do with Max Holloway? What do we do? I mean, maybe he I've goes lost sleep. Over it. I haven't slept since I started thinking about it. See, yeah. Th- yeah, see, you That's get what it. I'm saying. Um, not a whole lot going on boxing wise. Uh, Jermel Charlo and Canelo Alvarez at the end of the month is what we're all waiting for in the boxing world. Yeah, and there there continues to be talk about um, Terence Crawford fighting Canelo Alvarez, mm. which would be a huge, I mean, yeah. money fight, but. I don't know. Yeah. Outside know. of that, uh, they did announce Jake Paul is doing something, I nope. guess, that's nope. kind of real. So Amanda nope. Serrano no, is going to defend her featherweight belts against Danila uh, Ramos in 12 three-minute rounds uh, instead of the 10 two-minute rounds for women's title. So it'll be the first time that women fight under the men's unified rules. Uh, and that is being put on by Jake Paul's promotion on October 27th. Great. You're not excited? Nope. I mean, it's the real, the real boxers. Mm, Amanda Serrano is not really a real boxer. No. Like this is a different like we, we we can have this conversation for some time. Um, Amanda Serrano's a mixed martial artist who decided at some point to box, and I I don't, I don't want to come off those. Yeah, yeah, it's it's unfair. Amanda Serrano's had a nice career. I, I'm being unfair. Amanda Serrano has had a very nice career, and is. Is a legitimate boxer. Thank I, you. I don't. I. I it's just. I, I don't. I want to talk right. about it. I don't want to talk about it. I don't because right. it's just. The, mean, it's the way that I feel about this whole charade, and I, it's a different. At some point, once you get involved with that, I don't know what's real. I can't. I mean, they're stop. fighting. Stop. They're fighting for real. They're, like no, you're saying that they're fighting for for real. You have no idea. You have no clue what's involved with any of this stuff. None. So then, how? What, like, why do we say that? How do we say the NFL is real? I guess, and college football and Major League Baseball. Like these are all Be- because I mean, they these don't are sports. Because these, they don't still involve, a sport because we they're... don't allow anybody to be involved with the sports. It's not qualified to be involved with the sport. That we know that. Now, it doesn't mean to your point that we can't guarantee that everything is always. I understand there will like always there's be a certain level of skepticism. But the for moment, everything. the moment you enter in parties that are not qualified to be participating in. Everything about what you do should be under the microscope because what you're saying is we're announcing how illegitimate we are. So if you're announcing your illegitimacy, then everything about what you do has to be questioned. Every element of it because the premise begins with illegitimacy. Everything after that becomes a, I don't know what any of these people are willing to do. The moment that Floyd Mayweather was unwilling to just knock the guy out it was a reminder of how wildly illegitimate everything was that was happening. And you have no idea what anyone is willing to do for this amount of money. And I don't, I can't respond Well, they to did it. label those as ex- exhibitions. I or- understand that. But that, once you go down that road, I can't know. I have no idea what's legitimate and what isn't legitimate. And that's not on me. You introduced it. You decided this is how you were going to do things. So, 
It's on you now. And anything that you touch, I'm going to think about it that way. And none of it I'm going to treat as legitimate because of it. Guess we'll have to reach out to Jake Paul, too. And, uh, no, we will not. Get not at take. all. Not for even a second. We will not do that. Tell him he's not a real I'll fighter. happily tell him that. No, I won't do that because I don't want to talk to him. Um, I mean, he asked me if I was somewhere in a room. <laughs> I was like, do you think I'm a legitimate boxer? I would say no because you're not. That's it. End of question. That doesn't mean you couldn't kick my ass in a fight. It doesn't make you a legitimate boxer. Um, yeah. That's pretty much it. Alexander Usyk yeah, knocked yeah, we're, out. We're good. Yeah, we're good. okay. All right, we're a little good. bit of controversy there, but yeah, he's we're good. Okay, thank you, pal. <laughs> thank you, pal. That was fighting words. All right, we'll come back in. We'll get a tidbit and two to wrap it up for a Thursday edition of GCR. Hmm. Hmm. Why bet with the big boys this football season? Instead, try your hand with the local book, Superbook Sports, this fall. Superbook Sports is the book next door. Just a dedicated team of the best odds makers in Las Vegas, making sure you get the best prices and parlays anywhere. And now, Superbook will give you a bonus of up to $250 when you sign up and wager on the same day and use the promo code GlennClark23, G-L-E-N-N-C-L-A-R-K-2-3. So bet with the best and use the promo code GlennClark23 this football season with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Another exciting weekend of affordable family fun at Prince George's Stadium with the Bowie Bay Sox. Last weekend of the regular season kicks off on Friday the 8th with Adley Rutschman Night. Mystery Adley Rutschman giveaway items for the first 750 fans. Fireworks on Saturday with the return of our 1K beer run. See how fast you can complete the race while getting three beers down. And our Birdland celebration on Sunday. Free autograph items for the first 1,000 fans. Get your tickets now by calling 301-805-6000 or anytime online at baysox.com. The Bowie Bay Sox. Let us be your nine-inning vacation. The Maryland Five Star returns to iconic Fair Hill October 19th to 22nd, marking the next chapter in Maryland's equestrian tradition. Best described as the triathlon of horse eventing, you won't want to miss this thrilling sport. Enjoy a fall festival with local fair, retail vendors, and tons of family fun. Come for the event and stay for the experience in Cecil County, home to the Chesapeake Bay waterfront with vibrant small towns and accommodations to suit every desire. It's the place to be in October. Visit Maryland5star.us for tickets. Join Pressbox's fantasy football expert Joe Serpico and the rest of our Glenn Clark Radio gang at Sports and Social inside Live Casino Maryland Thursday, September 7th for the pro football season opener between Detroit and Kansas City. We will be there 7 p.m. where Joe Serpico will help you nail this fantasy football season. Just come by and Joe will consult you on your lineup, who to sit, who to start, who to target for in a trade, and who to pick up off waivers. Plus, we'll try to help you win some money as we watch the game. So join us for the season opener, improve your fantasy team, and have a great time at Live Casino and Hotels, Sports and Social. Six chicken tenders made from fresh, never-frozen Royal Farms world-famous chicken, a family-sized order of Western fries, honey mustard dipping sauce, and a two-liter bottle of Dr. Pepper. It's Royal Farms' new Tucker's Tenders Meal. It's Justin Tucker's favorite, and at only $19.99, it'll be your favorite meal, too. The new Tucker's Tenders Meal, available only at Royal Farms. Now you can kick back, relax, and eat like a champion. Real fresh, real fast, Royal Farms. It's a Maryland thing you wouldn't understand. Where the waves meet the shore, you will find Dorchester County. Hi, this is Jimmy Charles. When I think of Maryland, I think Dorchester County on the eastern shore where it's open for making memories. Dorchester County, it's a Maryland thing. For more info, visit www.visitdorchester.org. It's a Maryland thing. Hey. 
What's up, everyone? It's Tyus Bowser, and I've had so much fun hanging out with Rita and putting up with Glenn the last couple years that I've decided to do it again. Season three of the Tyus Bowser Show is happening this year as we'll be all over town, giving you the chance to get to know me and some of my teammates. As we talk football, life in general, and just say what needs to be said, you can find out more about the show by going to pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. If you don't live in the area, you can watch the shows live on Facebook and YouTube. And if you miss one, you can listen Friday nights at 105.7 The Fan. So we'll see you all season long for the Tyus Bowser Show a partnership of press box and great ace memorabilia gambling problem visit helpmygamblingproblem.org the next time bowser's show is tuesday september 12th at the hamilton sports bar and grill 5506 harford road it's brought to you by superbook sports if you miss anything on the show don't forget that you can watch full episodes at youtube.com slash online and you can download podcasts on apple itunes amazon and grinder wait did i say grinder I don't think that you would find it on Grinder. Not that I know it's on Grinder or anything. I swear. Second thought, you know what? I don't care what you think. Here's Glenn. All right, back on here. GCR winding down for a Thursday edition of the program. Let's go ahead and get a tidbit. Tidbit is brought to you by the print issue of Pressbox, which is still available for, I don't know, a better part of a month, I think. Uh, so you still got some time. To go get this one, and as we get ready for the season to get underway on Sunday, it'd be a perfect time for you to pick up this issue with Lamar Jackson on the cover. Great story from Bo Smolka diving into Lamar Jackson now moving forward in the contract era. Go get it for free at your neighborhood Royal Farms and at the hundreds of locations around town where you find Pressbox. Read it all, pressboxonline.com. Yes, you do, Tidbit. Yes, I know. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm so sorry. It's, I just clicked it's cool. out of it. It's cool. I'll, I'll just sit here and the say nothing. The number one seed, two seed, and three seed are all in the U.S. Open semis, and Alcaraz, Joker, and Daniil Medvedev mm-hmm. for the first time since in the U.S. Open. I mean, would possibly know. You should know. You're a tennis no, it's guy. Not, nobody remembers who somebody was seated. It's not a thing that people care about. All this right. isn't like the NCAA tournament where your seating matters. It's 2011. Okay. The top three seeds. Sure. You know who they were? Probably Federer. He was one of them. Probably yeah. Nadal. Wasn't he was one of them, yeah. By eleven it could have been Djokovic, but I'll say Murray. You're wrong. It was Joker. Joker, yeah. Uh the Braves are the fourth team in the last ninety seasons to allow ten runs in back to back games while being forty games over five hundred after they gave up. They lost to the Cardinals the last two nights. Uh they join the two thousand eighteen Red Sox, the nineteen fifty five Brooklyn Dodgers, and the nineteen thirty nine Yankees. Good news? All those teams went on to win the World all Series. All right, anyway. I so, like that. So go ahead and put your Braves like bets in. They've, they've checked all the boxes now that they can, they can now win the World Series. Now that they've let up ten runs. Th- thank God. Did, have the Orioles done that? Um, in back-to-back games, no. uh, they need to be forty games over five hundred oh, and do mind. it in back-to-back games. It so yeah, it could well, it could happen. Yeah. It could still happen. They need to do it for the I last hope, two games of the season. I hope it doesn't. <laughs> for the record. Um, and then this one from was from Jay Kuda, and it was he put together a pretty good list of pretty much I guess just the greatest offensive players of all time by breaking down their stats with players of 400 home runs in their career, 1,400 RBIs, and less than 1,400 strikeouts. Wait, so four? 400 home runs, uh-huh. 1,400 RBIs, uh-huh. less than 1,400 strikeouts. Only 17 players on this list all time. I want to see if you can I want to order them by the players with the most games to do this on this list. How in the world? Well, just that way, well, just that way you're not guessing all 17. So give me the top five. Eh, top six. In most games played, and most still only striking out less than fourteen hundred. Less than fourteen hundred times, despite hitting four hundred home runs and having fourteen hundred RBIs. Mm-hmm. Um, 
The problem is everybody you think of had struck out a lot. Exactly. Uh, there are... Nah, I won't say anything yet. How about Hank Aaron? Hank Aaron is number two, second most games played, and he is on this list. I, it, I'm pretty sure Barry Bonds struck out too much, but I'll just say Barry Bonds for the Barry sake of Bonds it. is not on the list. Yeah, I, I yeah. figured that was probably the case. Um, Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth is on the list, but he is not in the top six mm. in, in games played. Only 2,500 games. Jesus. Uh, These guys all played 2,700 games or more. I'll say... I think Frank Robinson has too many strikeouts. Frank Robinson. Uh, Frank Robinson is not on the list. There's another Frank. Oh, Frank Thomas? Frank Thomas, but he's lower, too. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. What? Very helpful. One about uh, Jeff Bagwell? Jeff, Jeff Bagwell, not on the list. Stan Musial. Stan Musial is on the list. Third most games played in less than 1,400 strikeouts with the 400 home runs and 1,400 RBIs. Uh, How about... God. No, he definitely struck out too many times. Uh, Alex Rodriguez. Alex Rodriguez is not on the list. How about Harmon Killebrew? Not Harmon Killebrew. How about should we do some old timey baseball names? Yeah, there sh- you should. Mel Ott. Mel Ott Hell is yeah. on the list. He is sixth. That's why I had to make it sixth. Okay. Is that the only old timey baseball? <laughs> uh, yeah, he's the of of the top six. Yeah. Okay. There are two former Orioles. Two former Orioles. Eddie Murray? Not Eddie Murray. I mean, Cal, Rip- Cal Ripken? Cal Ripken. He did have 400 home runs. Over 3,000 games played, and he is top four on this list with less than 1,400 strikeouts. Uh... Oh, is this one of those, like, they played for the Orioles, but you don't... Jim... Well, no, Jim Tomey struck out way too many times. Yeah, not no Jim chance. Tomey. Palmero? Uh, yes, Rafael Palmero. And this guy played across three decades, the 60s, 70s, early 80s. Uh, Carl Yastrzemski? Carl Yastrzemski tops this list with most most games played, 3,300. How about that? And less than 1,400 strikeouts How in his career. How about that? How about that? Yeah. All right, very good. Tubular is brought to you today by your local Toyota dealer and by a Toyota.com. A Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines, so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. Uh, Orioles, of course, off tonight. We got the NFL kickoff. Lions and Chiefs just after 8 o'clock on NBC. And, of course, we will be at Sports and Social inside Live Casino in Hotel Maryland. Come hang out with us. Press box with Joe Serpico. Get some fantasy football consulting. He's going to walk you through everything you should do with your team, try to propose some trades. How do you improve your fantasy football situation? Joe Serpico will give you personalized fantasy football consulting tonight at Live Casino and Hotel. U.S. Open Women's Semifinal, 7 o'clock on ESPN. Coco Golf, Carolina Mukhova, the first one. Arena Sabalenka and American Maddie Keys mm. in the second one. Maddie Keys is a former U.S. Open finalist, but uh, Sabalenka's playing too well, man. It's just Sabalenka's a machine right now. This is the really tough part. I think she beat Coco, too. Like, and that would suck because yeah. the best scenario for tennis is Coco winning the U.S. Open in this country. But I think Sabalenka's winning. 
Uh, some if, college. Yeah. If it's Keys, can she be? She can beat Keys. Who Coco? Yeah, hundred percent. Coco okay. could beat Keys. She I wins would, tonight too. I think so. Okay. I think it's Coco Sabalenka. Is that what that'll be the other bet we're making tonight? I don't think we win us that much money. Oh. <laughs> like I think they're, I assume they're both sizable favorite. I mean, I think Sabalenka's got to be a, a sizable favorite. I think Coco's a a yeah, fair minus two hundred for who? Uh, Coco. For Coco. And what's Sabalenka? Sabalenka is... I'll say 325. Uh, minus 278. So what do you do if you uh, parlay those two? Uh, good question. Probably get about I'm not on the, uh, I'm not on minus the 120 app. or something like that. Yeah, probably. Let's see here. Uh, Look, I'm not saying here. I wouldn't do it, but just because I'm just genuinely assuming that those two win. All right. Um, yeah. What do you get? Uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay, no yeah, help. Yeah. What, else, what else are we watching on it? Baseball tonight, Cardinals, Braves at 7, and Guardians, Angels at 10.30 on MLB Network, ESPN. What? Plus 104 on the uh, Sabalenka, Coco, I Parlay. guess I'll have to do it. <laughs> ESPN Plus, Dodgers, Marlins, 6.40, Tigers, Yankees at 7, Amazon Prime, LA Sparks, New York Liberty at 7, the ACC Network for Murray State and Louisville at 7.30. Throw out all the records when they get together. Access TV for Impact Wrestling at 8. Some non-sports highlights? No. Okay, very good. <laughs> Thanks today to uh, Ken Zalis. Thanks to Rita. Thanks to Mike Bordick. Thanks also to Andy Kalu from Houston. We'll get it all up in the greatest hits section of the... Oh, my God. It's so good. ...tab at glennclarkradio.com. Uh, tomorrow, Adam Archuleta is going to join us. Uh, he is on the call Sunday for Ravens-Texans on CBS for NFL Safety. Uh, of course, Stan will be in studio with us. Bo Smolka will check in to preview uh, the opener and stuff and things. Uh, Lamont Jordan. Lamont Jordan. joining us tomorrow Love that. Well. Lamont yes. Jordan, Maryland football legend. Now, again, part of their radio crew this season, we will preview Maryland at Charlotte with him. Thanks to everybody at PressBox, all of our great sponsors and partners, including Visit Baltimore, Live Casino and Hotel, the Maryland Five Star, Glory Days Grill, Dorchester County, the Bowie Bay Sox, Royal Farms, Costa Sin, Superbook Sports, Birdland Sports, Baltimore Orioles, Easy Pass MD, Hartford County, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com, and helpmygamblingproblem.org. Thanks to Griffin at Griffin underscore Bass. Follow us, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great Thursday evening. Go nobody. Duke sucks.